The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 80 podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Jimmy. And with me as always, is the other host of the show, Tag. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, Wolf, get it? Because we were just talking about. And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Tag, as you know, we break it down. You lie. We con it into going on a date with a 15 year old. <laughs> Only to be pissed off when a Mexican couple comes into a pizza place and sees us sitting at a table with a half-eaten pizza. All for you, our listener. Yeah, I hate it. When, I hate it when we do that. <laughs> uh, on today's episode, we look at season five, episode five, entitled "Peter and the Wolf." Oh. If you happen to watch this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to. But it might make it a hell, a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. That was yeah. a good one. That was. So, <laughs> so, you know what today is? What? What? Well, you tell me. You go first. It's our. It's our. 100th episode. Oh. Oh. No, 100th episode. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the show's 100th episode. It's not our 100th episode, but it's the show's 100th yes. episode. That's yes. awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, burr, 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 or whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> There's sitcoms that haven't lasted this long. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. You ain't, I don't think Gilligan's Island lasted this long. <laughs> Hell no, it didn't. Did the Brady Bunch? Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, we down. wouldn't be here. I mean, I know it's not the Brady Bunch's one hundredth, but I think this is like their ninety eighth episode or something. But there, there will be a time, what, when we surpass the Brady Bunch episodes? Indeed, hell yeah, and that's gonna be a landmark occasion too. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, so what did you think of this episode? Um. Well, just as I suspected, racism. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, what's interesting is the pilot episode of uh, the Brady Bros podcast. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you listen to it. I, I kind of skim through yet. it. Or as we in the industry call scrubbing. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. I have not um, listened to it because as far as I'm concerned, there's only one Brady Bunch podcast. I'm just saying. Exactly, right? I'm just yeah. saying. No, I, um, I haven't listened. I will listen. I just haven't yet. <laughs> What's interesting is they talk about this episode. This For some reason, they picked this one as their first episode. Yeah. And I, I one of the things I caught when I was scrubbing through it was their own opinions on, on their characters' um, – attitude about this episode if you want to call it that mm-hmm. right and barry williams kind of he kind of made it sound like um like he kind of felt bad for peter you know that he was taking advantage of that greg was taking advantage of peter in this episode yes 
I mean, not really. But, but. but Christopher Knight had a totally, and, and Barry Williams sounded surprised when he heard it. Um, and I'm probably paraphrasing this and masquering it, and please feel free to email in and if I get this wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but Christopher Knight made it sound like, no, I took it the opposite. Like, this was the first time Greg, like, really, you know, pulled his his brother up to his level and was like, you know, I'm going to hook you up with an older yeah. girl, you know. So that's the way Christopher Knight took it. <laughs> that's how I and, took but it, But Barry too. Williams took it as he was kind of taking advantage of him. And you kind of see that when you watch the episode. If you know about that, you're like, I totally see how they took it different directions like that. Mm-hmm. Some. Yeah, I kind of see it from both sides yeah. of the coin. <laughs> so, I mean, he's not like, he's like, I'm going to take advantage of you and walk all over you so I can get what I want. It's like, no, here's a piece of cake you can also have. Just don't fuck it right. up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, not to objectify women and call them piece of cake, but I'm just saying as a metaphor, you know, it's like. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, plus there's the whole element to to it where she's only in town for like the weekend. Yeah. They ain't going on another date. <laughs> I mean, well, like, she's not moving here. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like she's a new student at the school. Like, she's only in town for a short period of time. So, yeah. so that's another, like, they just needed the date to go successfully. They didn't, there wasn't going to be, a, there wasn't supposed to be a second date to this. He wasn't looking for them to go out. They're looking to just go on one date so that Greg can do his thing and. Because mm-hmm. you know Greg cares yeah. about one thing and that's it. So, well, I mean, the, you know, there was still an opportunity for an ons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, I <laughs> thought this was a good episode. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, had some funny parts to it. I liked it. I thought I can kind of see why they picked this one to be their first episode because it was more about the two of them, you know, being like Brady Bros. You know, right. So, I just hope they find that the cure for whatever condition Jan has and why she keeps aging so quickly. She's like Benjamin Button or something like, especially at the end crazy. of the episode. Did you see that last scene? Dude, she looks like she's like 30. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Do I look older? Fuck. Yes, you do. Especially so having that mustache. shit waxed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real, like there's a couple of scenes in it where you're just like, Okay, like, I can't imagine, a, she's in, like, a, a freshman in high school, I think, right? No. No? She's, like, 15, right? Same age as Peter? She's, like, 14. So, I'd be, like, a sophomore. She's, like, no, I mean, because Peter isn't even in high school yet, I don't think. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, and I think he's a freshman, and I think Jan's, like, in eighth grade. Well, keep in mind, though, me and you went to a junior high, not a middle, no, we went to a middle school, we not a junior high. School. Yeah. So, if they're going to a, a junior high, then they may not be in high school yet, but... Yeah, but I think that uh, Jan's like in eighth grade or something like that. And that I makes sense. Peter's in ninth. If it was a junior high, then she wouldn't be in high school yet. Yeah. But either way. Yeah. So, yeah. So how how was your week? What What's the update on the leg? Oh, um, thank you for asking, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> today I had to actually work at the office today. Normally okay. I work from home. But so this one actually... Today actually got me up and walking around all day, which I'm not used to doing because I usually kind of, I don't know, cater to my leg and just elevate it all day long, you know. And uh, but um, I thought I was going to come home with it just like hurting more and more and just like more swollen or something, but it's not. I mean, it kind of hurt throughout the day for sure, but nothing I couldn't handle walking around. But <sighs> my freaking boss, yeah, <laughs> I'm at work and he's like. He goes, well, it looks like you healed pretty fast from a broken leg. 
And I was like, I didn't break my leg. He was like, oh, I thought they said they broke your leg. Like, no, I never I never said I broke my leg. <laughs> I was like, well, no. You, on the podcast, you kind of did. Well, <laughs> that's true. I did. Yeah. I meant to him. I never told him I oh, broke okay. my leg. <clears throat> um, I said I thought I might have, but I didn't. <laughs> you know, and he's like, "Oh, well, he's just going by what other people have told him." Um, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "No," because I mean, he was like calling me straight out, like, "Well, it looks like you can walk around pretty fast for breaking up." You know, I was like, "I didn't break my leg." <laughs> That's such a dick thing to do. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm glad you said something. You're thinking this whole time. Yeah, I totally broke my leg. And here I'm like doing jumping jacks throughout the store, <laughs> the store, right around the office. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> it's still getting there. I still got some fluid in my leg, and but it's like slowly, slowly. Well, everybody going does. Away, it's so. called blood. <laughs> it's like a little swelled area with fluid in it. So mm. if there's any doctors mm. or nurses out there, tell me that's normal. Because it doesn't know. seem to be going away, and it just still kind of hurts. So, yeah. anyway, how was your week? It was good. Um, update on the cat. Um, he's still dead. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the baby cat, uh, the kitten, um, yeah. I think as normal people call him. Um, she's kind of no, she has a sad feel like she owns the place. Like she's like she's been here for years, and <laughs> she's kind of claimed. My wife works from home, so her makeshift office is in the living room, and. Um, and so we have a couple of office chairs in the living room uh, and the cats totally claimed one of them. Like she thinks she's in it all the time, but like, here's a question for you and, and the rest of you can listen. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a cat that likes its belly rub? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought that was strange. Cause like every time I'd start petting this cat, she'd roll over and want her belly rubbed. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not falling for that. Cause you're going to claw the shit out of me. If I touch your belly, like I know cats. But no, no, well, she a lot of the cats falls I've asleep had, with like, me rubbing her belly. What's yeah. that? A lot of the cats I've had, like, their bellies rubbed. I mean, there's yeah. definitely a lot that don't, for sure. Yeah. Um, my cat I have right now, she's very picky on where I'm allowed to pet her and not pet her. But the two cats I had before were brothers. Like, they did not care what you did with them, where you pet huh. them. I used to pick them up all the time, like, you know, like a baby on their back. Or I can right. even like hang them upside down. They just didn't care. They just would relax and just lay there, and I could just do anything with them. They just did not care, and they were. Well, just hell, that's me so and you cool. in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Touché. this cat. This cat, I I, I call it vibrating purr, purring, but I, for some reason I call it. I've always called it vibrating. Um, mm. This cat's really loud. She gets really really loud when you get petting her. So. So yeah, the cat seems to be doing good. She's she That's plays good. a lot. We've never owned cats that were really active play. Well, it's not true. My one-eyed cat used to play with the dog all the time, but he was more like a dog than a cat. But this one wants to play all the time. She's always playing. She's always batting something around or mm-hmm. running around or yeah. whatever. So That's how my one cat is too cuz you know, I had the one cat pass away um a few months ago. And mm-hmm. ever since then, she's like super lonely and just like wants to play. And right. I just want, I want to get her another cat, preferably a little one like what you got. Some something well, like, she can beat up like around the house and play with. This one looks like a black Maine Coon. It's got like long hair and it's black. She's like nine weeks old. Um, but our other one was is black with a white chest. And what's funny is like the other one has this kind of reclusive personality. 
you know, both towards other cats and towards people. So she just kind of observes from the background. Mm-hmm. And this one, when we first got her, she was kind of like that too. She just liked to sit back and watch. So now we got two like cats that are kind of shy to come up to people. It's like, cool. This is awesome. This is why you want animals. So. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. I always felt bad because she would always pick on the other cat that passed away, but she mm-hmm. was like super old and just like very frail. And then she would just come up to him and be like, let's fight and like, like jump on her and bounce. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, she is so old. But the funny thing is the old cat would always whoop her ass. Oh yeah. yeah. And, like the other- and she didn't even have claws. Now, mind you, I did not declaw the cat. That's not something I would ever do. Right, yeah. She was a rescue that was already declawed. That's not I would something never I agree in. Never, never. Um, so it's not something I did. I would never no. do that. But anyway, she was declawed and she was still whoop her ass. <laughs> the cat that has claws and she's like, pop, pop, pop. And she'd be like, ow. And she'd like run off. Like, whatever. <laughs> this cat's funny looking because it's, like I said, it's got long hair and it, she's really small. Her body is really small and her head is really small. Yeah. But she's got so much fur coming off her head, and the appearance is like it's her head is like kind of big, but she's got two eyes that are really narrow in the front, and she kind of <laughs> looks like a little monkey because she has to like turn her whole head to look at something because her eyes are so close together. So sometimes I just laugh at her because she just looks kind of silly. But anyways, we've talked enough enough about pussy cats. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, this is where we'll take our first break. Yeah. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So we'll take our first break. We'll rehydrate and uh, do what we need to do. And then we'll come back and jump right into this. Uh-huh. So I totally did that. Totally different than we normally do. But this is 100 episodes. No, so fuck it. Right? <laughs> Anything right? happened today. It's 100th episode. Hell yeah, because it's 100 episode. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Or maybe not. Or maybe no, not. No. Maybe we'll just go right into it. And we're back. <laughs> no, no, I'm teasing. We're going to take a break. So <laughs> we will be back. Hey, movie fans. Have you ever wanted just one more adventure from your favorite film heroes? Ever imagined an alternate entry in your favorite movie franchise that didn't suck? Then Sequel Quest is the podcast to make your wildest cinematic fantasies come true. Every episode, Adam, Jeff, and Jeremy pitch imaginary sequels, prequels, and reboots to your favorite movie franchises like E.T. the Extraterrestrial, cult classics like Surf Ninjas and the Monster Squad, famous flops like Jupiter Ascending, how about a third Tim Burton Batman film or getting back on the ice with the Mighty Ducks? With over 100 episodes in our archives, you'll definitely find a favorite as the SQ crew reminisce about the films and find creative, cool, and wacky ways to continue the fun on the silver screen. Sequel Quest is presented by the Retro Network and can be found on any of your favorite podcast apps. Just search Sequel Quest and prepare yourselves for fake movie fun at its finest. And we are back. Mm-hmm. Man, that was... That was something, Tech. I mean, I know you said your leg was feeling better, but <laughs> I'm thinking it's like 200. Pre- that extra fluid in your leg didn't slow you down at all. That was impressive. <laughs> it must help with balance. Does that help you like flip quicker or something or what? Well, it helps with the momentum. 
Okay. All right. So it's kind of like when you like throw a football, how you kind of bend your arm back and it creates like a snap. See, I figured it would be like a, like a raw egg where you try to spin it, just kind of slows down. I thought it'd be like that, <laughs> but no, you just flip that sucker around. It's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So season five, episode five, entitled Peter and the Wolf. Let's get back oh. into this. Some facts about the episode. First aired October 12th, 1973. Mm-hmm. It's written by our good friend, Tam Spiva. Mm-hmm. Tam's not our friend. We just, I just wanted to sound <laughs> like we were cool. Directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Mm-hmm. The H stands for heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> According to IMDb, the title is from the 1936 musical composition, Peter and the Wolf by Sergei Prokofiev. Is that right? In Sin Tin. Something like that. Which tell... <laughs> which tells a story and has an accompanying narration. Hmm. Yeah. Did okay. you, in preparation for the show, did you listen to that? Uh, no, but I do remember, damn, why didn't I write it down? I do remember looking into it and seeing what the story was, but that was like weeks ago and I totally forgot. Hmm. Well, luckily we have an alternative version, which is the Brady Bunch, so, which we're <laughs> going to get into now. Yeah. So, we fade in. Ooh. Scene one. We are at the single lone hallway of Westdale High School. By that, I mean like that one hallway they always show. Like they never show the whole school. They show that one hallway. We see kids walking in and out of the infamous hallway. But when the camera angle changes, we see Greg and his friend Len walk into class. Len turns to Greg and says... I don't believe it. I mean, every guy in school has tried to take out Sandra Martin. So Mm. how'd you swing it? Greg with a big cheesy grin answers, simple. I'm charming and irresistible. Len laughs at the joke and says, well, I heard a rumor she only dates college guys. Mm. Greg turns and asks, who do you think started the rumor? It eliminates competition. Len makes a funny face and says, ooh, shrewd. That's awful shrewd, Greg. They are then interrupted by a rude but cute blonde who walks up carrying some books. She looks at Greg and says, hey, uh, can I talk to you for a minute? Which that that never ends well. She's probably going to be like, (laughs) can you repeat the question? (laughs) Greg politely says, sure, Sandra, and steps away to talk to her. Once they're alone, Sandra says, I don't want to say this, but... I'm going to have to break our date for Saturday night. Mm. Greg's super disappointed that he won't get any put, um, any <laughs> stimulating conversation asks, Oh no, how come Sandra quickly answers my cousin, Linda, right out of the blue. She's coming into town to visit us. I can't leave her sitting alone. Greg looks super disappointed. When Sandra sees this, she tells him, I'm sorry. I really am. But just then, Greg gets an idea and says, hey, wait, how old is your cousin Linda? Sandra answers, 18. Why? Greg turns to Lynn, grins, and says, suppose I came up with a date for her and we make it a foursome. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. They're going to make that shit a foursome. Hmm. That's going to be the best vacation she ever had. Mm. Oh, yeah. Sandra's eyes get big. (laughs) 
was so stupid. That was so dumb. Sandra's eyes get big as she says in a breathy voice. That'd be great. Can you find someone on such short notice? Greg, looking around as if they're going to do some sort of drug sale, says simple. And if your cousin looks anything like you, I'll have to beat them off with both hands. No. No, that's what he says. Um, <laughs> no, Greg says, I'll have to fight them off with a whip and a chair. That's even more kinky. They both just laugh. Greg asks, by the way, what does your cousin Linda look like? Sandra's eyes get big as she says, I don't know. I haven't seen her in six years. She had pigtails and braces then. She then cracks up at her own joke. <laughs> Greg just stares at her blankly until finally asking pigtails and braces. Well, a lot can happen in six years. Sandra then looks at her watch and says, oh, I have to run or I'll be late for class. Bye. After saying bye, Greg turns to his friend and says, Len, this is your lucky day. Hmm. But before Greg can pull one over on him, Len says, forget it. I heard pigtails and braces. No way. Greg tries to backpedal by saying, no, wait, that was a long time ago. By now, I'll bet she looks like a million bucks. Len, not having any part of this charade, (laughs) (laughs) says, well, you know what that's worth with inflation and all. Greg then puts on the guilt trip asking, you know what I went through to get this date with Sandra? What kind of friend are you? Mm. Len, seeing right through this, says, now, Greg, friendship's one thing. But human sacrifice is something else. Mm. Greg, now pleading with Len, says, but I'll blow the date with Sandra if I don't get somebody for her cousin. Len, not really feeling bad for hornball Greg, says, well, (laughs) you win some, you lose some. And with a pat on the shoulder, he says, see ya, and walks Mm. away. Mm. Greg thinks for a moment, pouting, then points and says, I bet I can get 50 guys that'll jump at the chance. Mm. He then rethinks and says to himself, at least 20. Finally being honest, saying, I'll settle for one. Mm. So, pigtails and braces sounds pretty hot to me. <laughs> really? In fact, I think that may be like my Pornhub search. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> pigtails so and bit, braces. She got braces and like pigtails. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> what, about, yeah. what about glasses? Hell yes. It's so funny. When I was with... Uh, Nikki, <clears throat> she put uh, glasses on. She because she wore glasses every once right. in a while, and she had a moment time. Where I was like, "God, you look so fucking hot!" And she's like, "What?" And then I said something like, "If you would have had braces right now, like you'd be super hot." And and she's like, "You want a nerd?" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that sounds like the description of what was her name on this? That the girl with the the, the really hideous yeah. woman. Like, that's 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 your Pornhub search. Like, yeah. I know. That's why I like the nerdy looking girls. Well, quote. No, nerdy. I'm talking about the really bad one. <laughs> like, what's her name? The one <laughs> where we're like, that girl? Margie? Yeah. Margie Whipple? Margie Whipple. You want Margie Whipple. Because she fits God, your description no. that you were talking about. God, no, she didn't have braces. She needed braces. Yeah, she did. She didn't have braces. Did she, have bra- she had braces, didn't she? She had those big old horse teeth. Oh, well, okay. But still, she had two out of the three. <laughs> you like you love Mar- Margie Whipple. Smile if you love Margie Whipple. I knew you were going to say that. Attack <laughs> started laughing at that. You heard that, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. He acts like he don't like her, but it's just to, to throw the scent off. He really loves her. He loves Margie Whipple. 
Whatever, just just say your thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that Len had a very eighties haircut. Did you notice yeah, that? Did. Like, yeah, like the whole parting in the center thing and the feathering back and stuff. I mean, this was seventy three. This yeah. was nowhere near the eighties. I know he had the haircut of the future. Yeah, he, he was, was ahead he of his was time. The future is now, is what Len says. Hell yeah. He had one of those haircuts where you could just comb it down the middle and it'll feather. Look like a bird flying on your head. Hell yeah. And when people were like, what are you doing with your hair, Len? He's like, hey, I'm living in the future. <laughs> Why are you wearing so much fluorescent colors, Len? Um, Sandra, to me, looked 17 going on like 38. <laughs> yeah. She looked She looked like an older person that they were trying to pass off as a high school kid. <laughs> Wait till we get to, uh, was it Linda? Is that her cousin's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was funny that even Greg's friends knows how sleazy he is. <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. They're like, no, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm not participating in one of your slutty schemes again. <laughs> slutty schemes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, scene two. Back in the Brady residence, we see Greg sitting in the living room going through his address book, looking for a date for Sandra's cousin. He then picks up the phone and begins dialing a number. Greg dials and waits Finally saying, hello, Fred. What are you doing Friday night? How about going out on a double date? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Well, so what if she is a blind date, Fred? She's Sanders' cousin. According to the laws of heredity, she could look like... Greg then gets serious and says... Frankenstein didn't have a cousin. Last chance, Fred. <laughs> Hi-oh. Oh, Last chance, Fred. Yes or no? Okay, I'm going to give you one more chance. <laughs> Fred? Fred? <laughs> Greg slams the phone down in defeat and begins looking through his address book once again. Mm. Mm. Poor Greg. He's going to have to wait a week to go on this date. <laughs> God. You got to strike where the iron's hot, man. Apparently, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to the bathroom to take care of business, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. All right. Scene three. In the kitchen, we see Carol, quote unquote, helping Alice <laughs> by making a salad. When Mike walks in shouting, hi, honey. Carol. Carol shouts back, hi, honey. Mike walks into the kitchen and kisses Carol, but then says, I tried to phone you before I left the office. Who's been on the phone? Carol, sounding irritated, yet didn't seem to correct the issue, says, same person who's still on the phone. Mike, still irritated, asks, what's the crisis? Carol explains, Greg's trying to get a blind date for his date's cousin. Mike pauses for a second and says, I was phoning to see about getting a date with you. Oh, yeah. How's your ca- how's your Saturday night calendar? Mm. Carol flirtatiously says, "Oh, well, I was planning to spend a quiet evening at home with my husband." Mm. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm having too much fun with that. Mike shoots that shit down, saying, "Oh, well, that sounds dull." D U L L. How about something more romantic? As he walks around behind Carol, he paints a picture. Candlelight dinner, quiet restaurant. Carol, perhaps feeling something in her back, says, 
are you getting fresh with me, fella? Hmm. Mike says, gee, if I'm not, I'm doing it wrong. Ah, that was a smooth line. Hmm. Mike and Carol both just laugh. <laughs> Carol tells him, you just got yourself a date. Mike says, good. Now all we have to do is brush up on this as he holds up a book. Carol reads, 10 easy steps to Spanish. Isn't the menu in English? Hmm. Mike explains, no, we are entertaining. You know, the black lady down the street. <laughs> God. She had to make it. It's a hundreds episode, man. We should have to make it an appearance. <laughs> she had to make an appearance. <laughs> Mr. Calderon and his wife from Mexico City. He's up here on a building deal with the company. Carol, sounding disappointed and perhaps a bit racist, says, oh, I get it. Now it's a business meeting with tacos. <laughs> we didn't write that line. That's a Carol line. Mike explains, no, honey, listen, you're going to have a good time. They're a wonderful couple. Carol asks, don't they speak English? Is your mic working? <laughs> oh, okay. What? <laughs> no, it looked like you were talking, but I wouldn't hear anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Mike explains, well, he does, but I'm not sure about his wife. So I thought it would be a good idea to brush up on our Spanish, make her feel more at home. Carol, not having the energy to be hospitable or at all welcome, says, oh, honey, <laughs> I haven't spoken Spanish since college. Mike hmm. says, well, neither have I. He then leans in and says, shall we uh, habla espanol together? <laughs> Carol says, I'll habla with you anytime, senor. She then sticks a piece of celery in his mouth. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So uh, that's got to be one of the most genuinely racist things I've ever read about the I Brady I told Bunch. you. Last yeah. week I said there's going to be some racism in this episode. Jeez. So Carol says, now it's a business meeting with tacos. Like, oh, my God. I understand she was referring to the meal they were going to eat. But it just the way she said it just sounded like, you know, <laughs> oh, I guess we got to eat dinner with a couple of tacos. You know, I don't know. That sounded bad even me just saying it. But <laughs> like that's how I heard the line. Oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. Well, I mean, um, if I ever went out of the country, let's say, I, let's say that my company sent me off to another country. Like, let's say they sent me to Germany. Yeah. As soon as I got into the country and I'm with my host family, I'd be like, the fuck, guys? Where's the hamburgers and french fries? Like, I'm not <laughs> right. going to eat anything but American food, even though I'm in another country. What the, like, what does Carol think? Do they think they're really going to come there and demand everybody eat fucking Mexican food? Like, <laughs> no, you're going to be like... Yeah, we need to go eat hamburgers and mac and cheese. <laughs> Come on. You have to take me to a Mexican restaurant and it better be authentic. I better know them. Like, what the fuck? I don't want to see any kind of culture of your people in your country. <laughs> oh, so, God. like in the beginning of this scene, you said she was, quote, helping Alice make a salad. She was. She not, was. I saw it with my own eyes. She was cutting fucking celery in the weirdest fucking way I've ever she seen. She was cutting celery, cut but celery. she also had lettuce sitting there. But she did had you other... see her cutting cel celery? No. Like, she didn't have it, like, on a cutting board. She hold it, held it up, I guess, maybe for the camera. But she had a knife in one hand, a celery stalk in the other. First, she splits it down the middle, which, okay, I'm not saying that's not unusual. That's pretty normal. But then she just starts chopping up big chunks of it and just dropping it, like, I guess on a table or whatever in front of her. And it was just like, was weird cuts. They would, nothing was even like some were big, some were small. It just was the weirdest cuts I've ever seen. I was trying to think, what is that even for? 
Like, mm. like if it was little chops of celery, okay, that's for a lot of things. You put it in soup, you can put, you know, but big chunks of celery. I'm talking like probably like <laughs> two or three inches long. And like, I don't, I don't know. But anyway. What's funny is we, we both deep down, we both know what the fuck this is. We know what was really going on. We do. This was celery in the, <laughs> in the kitchen, in the, in the refrigerator that was about to go bad and it had to be thrown out. And Alice is like, Ooh, I'm going to throw that shit away anyways. Hey, uh, Mrs. Brady, you feel like helping me with something? I just need you to cut this shit up. Like, it ain't for anything. It ain't for nothing. This is to get her the fuck out of Alice's hair. This is what this is. <laughs> right. Alice it's knew that she was going to fuck this up. She knew she was going to fuck it up. It's, she can't cut celery. Like, she don't know who the fuck all, celery is. It's pretty clear that she couldn't cut celery. And it wasn't like... You know, she she didn't say, Alice, can I help? She didn't say that shit. No. It's Mike sending her, why don't you go see if Alice needs help in the kitchen? <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, Mike said, I'm sorry, Mr. Brady said I should come in here and see if you need help. And then Alice is like, fuck. Well, you like, notice Alice ain't in the kitchen? <laughs> She's taking a fucking yeah. nap, man. Like, she just wanted Carol to shut the fuck up and let her go do something. Here, cut the celery up. Exactly. <laughs> how, should I cut, how should I cut it up? And Alice, as she's leaving the room, just goes, yep. <laughs> I'm going to go check the recipe in my do- in my room with the door locked and closed. <laughs> so you just keep cutting up celery. Just how should I cut it up? Just the best way you can. Just cut it up. <laughs> See, that's what that is. That shit was going to be thrown away anyway. That shit's expired. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and lastly, um, they're like, well, I haven't spoke Spanish since high school. Like, they live in Los Angeles. I find that really hard to believe. That they haven't spoke Spanish since high school, and they no, live she in said LA. College. I mean, college. Really? <laughs> Come on now. Well, they live in the ritzy part of Hollywood, oh, or Los Angeles. Gotcha. So, oh, okay. <clears throat> I love how Carol's like, "Fuck, we got Mexican people visiting. Now we have to eat tacos." Because <laughs> you know they come to America expecting to eat tacos. <laughs> oh, I know we keep talking about that, but it's like. I mean, little do we know. I mean, they basically say that later. You know, it's like, <laughs> we don't fucking want tacos. Right. I mean, that's like, that's like people from outside of the United States. And maybe we have listeners that think this. I'm not judging. We don't eat cheeseburgers and pizza for dinner every night in the United States. That's not what we eat. <laughs> it's not like we sit around breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I guess we're going to have cheeseburgers again. Like, and that's, oh, that's what Carol thinks about Mexican people. How great would that be though? I would yeah, love would to eat cheeseburgers. Like, I miss Whataburger. I miss what Anyways, we're getting off I do too. Oh um, my God. But that's what Carol thinks. She genuinely thinks these people eat tacos, breakfast, lunch, and dinner because they're Mexican. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 it reminded me of that scene in Better Up Dead. <laughs> French fries. French, <laughs> French dressing. dressing. <laughs> French. What was it? Out? A French bread. bread. <laughs> um. But I, I also thought it was funny that Carol's like, the fuck are they doing here if they don't speak English? <laughs> <laughs> don't they speak English? What the fuck, Mike? Why do we have to speak it? <laughs> I, it's I America. You gotta speak American. <laughs> <laughs> this is the American. He's supposed to speak English. Mm, doesn't really say that, but okay. Yeah, there's no official language here, but nope. Okay. In fact, what I tell people every single time somebody brings this up, I point out that New Mexico state constitution is in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So you can't say it's it's English because why would one of the constitutions be in fucking Spanish? Nice try, Carol, bitch. My whole thing too is what I bring up is I always tell people to even tell my kids is I'm like, tell me like 
100, 150 years from now, this entire country is going to be Spanglish. Yeah. Like that's yeah. going to be the official language. What you. I think more realistically, what I think is the entire country is going to understand Spanish, even though they may not be able to speak it, but every majority of the people in the country will at least be able to understand it. Because I know a yeah. lot of, we, me and Tech live down here in Florida. We have a lot of Spanish speak, speaking people here down, down here in Florida. And a lot yeah. of their kids don't necessarily want to speak Spanish, but they understand how to, they can, you can talk to them in Spanish and they understand it. Yeah. So, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> Scene four. Back in the living room, Greg is still sitting and calling his friends. We hear him having a heated argument with a friend saying, switch dates with you if Linda turns out to be a dog. Thanks for nothing, Tom. He then hangs up the phone. While this was happening, the three girls have come down the stairs and heard the conversation. Marsha begins by asking, no luck, huh? And then Greg says, oh, you think? You think? <laughs> <laughs> now Greg just shakes his head, finally saying, You'd think I could find one guy willing to go out on a blind date. There goes my date with Sandra. Greg <laughs> throws his book on the coffee table in frustration. Marsha tries to help, saying, I wish there was something I can do, Greg. Greg smiles and says, Hell yeah, there is. <laughs> uh, see the, there's the page there? We are both on it. Yep. <laughs> Greg just stares at the floor, saying, not unless you know a guy you can lend me for a night. Marcia says, I wish I did. <laughs> Jen joins in saying, I wish I did too. Cindy then shows what's up saying, I can lend you one of my boyfriends, Greg, except none of them can stay out after dark. Greg just smiles and pats Cindy on the hand. Hmm. Did you hear how, how deep Jan's voice sounded? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's going to be having a mustache. Yeah, she's like, I wish I did too. It's like, holy crap, what happened to her? <laughs> Is Peter dressing up and pretending to be her too? Like, dang. <clears throat> so, scene five. Up in the boys' room, we see Bobby looking at something, finally saying, I don't see anything. The <laughs> camera pans out to show Peter wearing a plaid shirt and holding his chin out, saying, then you better have your eyes checked because they're there. Five hairs. Count them. Five. Hmm. Bobby inspects, but determines it's probably just fuzz from the towel. <laughs> Peter, growing frustrated, says, oh, yeah? Feel them. Bobby puts <laughs> a single index finger on Peter's chin, then recoils, grabs his fingers, and shouts, ouch, you should have warned me that they were so sharp. Mm -hmm. Bobby giggles his motherfucking ass off <laughs> as he runs out of the room. Peter tries to catch him and swings to hit him with the towel, but misses but almost runs into Greg wanting his older brother's opinion. He says, Greg, you got a second. Greg pauses. And although distracted with his problem says, yeah, yeah, sure. Peter begins explaining. Well, see, I'm getting this tremendous beard and <laughs> this glorious beard. <laughs> he's interrupted by Greg who says you are Peter mm. continues. Well, I was wondering if I could use your razor to shave. Greg puts his hand on his shoulder and says, Pete, you're too young to be shaving. Peter, a little offended, says, oh, yeah? Well, I'm old enough to do a lot of things now. Speaking of which, I have to go to the bathroom for a while. <laughs> no, he doesn't say that. No. Um, Greg then gets an idea, turns to Peter, 
He shakes off the idea and continues walking up to his attic room, but pauses again. He gets a shit-eating grin on his face and turns back and goes into the boys' room. He walks into the room and pulls Peter away from his mirror. He begins circling around him, staring at him, saying, Pete, uh, you've given me an idea. Maybe. Just maybe. Hmm. Peter, growing a little suspicious, says, maybe what? Greg stops, looks at him and says, say hello, Linda. Peter says, hello, Linda. Greg coaches him a little saying, no, say it lower. Peter thinks for a moment, <laughs> bends down <laughs> and repeats, hello, Linda. <laughs> that shit was awesome. <laughs> Greg gets irritated and picks him up by the shirt. Quit clowning around. You know what I mean? Peter lowers his voice further and says, hello, Linda. Greg smiles big and says, Pete, I'm about to do you the biggest favor one brother could do for another. Mm. Peter, knowing how sleazy Greg is, asks, what kind of favor? Greg gets into his face and says, take you on a double date Friday night. Peter's eyes light up as he says, double date with a girl and everything. <laughs> Greg tells him, not just a girl old buddy i'm gonna fix you up with an older woman mm. peter still excited asks yeah how, how old greg tells him 18 mm. peter boy. gets excited exclaiming boy an older woman but peter thinks for a moment stops and says hey wait i don't have much money do they eat a lot <laughs> Greg tells him, don't worry about the finances. I'm springing. Peter, now super excited and grinning from ear to ear, says, hey, great. But then asks a very good question. How come she's going out with your younger brother? Greg explains to him, you're not going to be my younger brother. See, she wouldn't go out with you. So you're going to be Phil Packer. Hmm. Some swinging guy from another high school. Peter, 100% into Greg's scheme, says, that sounds terrific. Greg goes on, yeah, you'll be a cool cat that every chick in school's after. Peter, listening, says, I am? Wow. Greg, getting more into this, says, a legend in your own time. Peter, getting even more excited, says, what a great new image. Greg puts his hands on Peter's shoulders and says, how about that? Peter says, sounds fantastic. Peter then calms down, thinks and says, and it'd be even better if I knew what to do. <laughs> Greg reassures him saying, don't worry, I'm going to coach you. By Friday night, you'll be years ahead of any guy your age. Peter, overcome with excitement, puts his arm around Greg and says, Greg, you're more than a brother. You're a friend. Imagine me, Peter Brady, going out with an older woman. Greg stops him saying, correction, Phil Packer, the name and slaying pussy is the game. <laughs> and they both high five. No, just kidding. <laughs> Peter, reminded of his fake name, says, oh, yeah, yeah, Phil. Peter, <laughs> Peter then walks to the center of the room, clears his throat and says, hi, Linda, I'm 
Phil Packer. Greg nods in pride. <laughs> you got anything you want me to pack or fill? Because I'm Phil <laughs> They call me Phil Pecker. <laughs> and my last name is Mai. <laughs> no. <clears throat> so why do they have to lie about his name? Can't they just say it's his older brother or stepbrother and just keep the name <laughs> Peter Brady? This is my twin. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's my stepbrother or my cousin too. My cousin, yeah. Peter Brady. Holy crap. My cousin's coming to town also. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing coincidence. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and I don't I, know I what he said. He, he, he said, I'm going to show you some stuff and teach you some things. You'll be a pro. He didn't teach him shit. No, he didn't. No. That right. reminded me of Biloxi Blues. Well, my, my brother showed me a few things, but you look a lot different <laughs> than my brother. Um, <laughs> sorry, I quote that movie a lot. Um, Phil Packer. I started thinking, I was like, is that the name of the guy from The Office? <laughs> Well, Packer was like, it was Todd Packer. It was Packer, but yes, Todd Packer, yeah. Um, (laughs) So, so Greg is going to set a legal adult up with a 15-year-old and lie and say he's 18. Yeah. You know, like a liar. And I love how Greg pretends to see his quote-unquote beard. (laughs) He's like, yeah. And he says it so straight-faced. He's like, you do? Yeah, that's quite a big beard. Mm-hmm. It's a glorious rubbing beard. my face from here, it's hanging all the way down your chest. That's a that's that's a beard. I mean, he's totally into it. Like, yeah, yeah, you do. So, I thought it was funny. All right, scene six. Down in the den, Mike is hard at work drawing his next creation. When Carol walks in, interrupting, of course, <laughs> saying, "Buenas noches, Miguel." Mike reply. I'm sorry, I did too much of an accent. This was Carol Brady. I'm sorry. Buenas noches, Miguel. <laughs> Mike replies saying, Hey, you're practicing up for Saturday night, huh? Carol responds, See. Sí. Mike says, Good, um, we be in. Carol leans in and says, Yo, Tango, good news. <laughs> she sounded like um, Keanu Reeves. So <laughs> Mike says, Okay. Like, Oh, okay. Carol replies, our muchacho has solved his problema. Mike <laughs> replies, oh, fantastico. Which muchacho and which problema? Carol tells him, Greg, and uh, I think he's found a date for his novas a prima. Prima. <laughs> Mike replies, found a date for his girlfriend's cousin? Carol says, see. And uh, Caballero's name is Felipe Packer. <laughs> And then the scene just fucking cuts right there. Yeah. So I've been, as you know, I've been on, I've been studying Spanish lately because I tried learning Spanish in high school, failed miserably. So now I'm legit trying to learn it as an adult. Right? Yeah. I'd like to learn it too. I lived in Spain for a fucking year yeah. and I still, yeah. So after studying Spanish lately, this scene really irritated me because I know they're trying to show that they're learning, but it all, it's still like irritating me that it was done so bad. Like, I don't know. Um, Like Carol would leave certain words in English, even though she had a fucking book in front of her. And like, she knows girlfriend's cousin, but she doesn't know. Like, you know, I don't, it just irritated me. Um, (laughs) But also like, like I put the same thing you did. Like that scene felt like it was cut short. Like, (laughs) like it should have went on a lot longer, but they like ran out of time. They had to cut that shit short. 
Yeah. It was or maybe it was just cut. her doing really bad Spanish and they're just like, just cut it short. Like, fuck, we can't have this on the air. <laughs> it's already bad enough she was racist in the second scene. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. It was it felt really cut off and Yeah, it did. So, like I was waiting to hear like like do they know Peter's pretending to be like Felipe Packer? I don't think or so. Or did or so like <clears throat> or did Greg just really give them way too much information than they needed to? You know, it's like <laughs> it's like, oh, did you ever solve your problem? I did. I found my, my friend Phil Packer is gonna be going on a date with her instead. That way we can go on the date. Or it could be that they overheard Greg on the phone. Or this is probably actually what happened. Kara was probably like, "Hey, did you solve your date problem?" And he's like, "Yep, sure did." Well, what did you do? Like, I found somebody to go out with her. Who is it? <sighs> Phil Packer. You don't know him. <laughs> like, oh, Phil. what are you guys gonna be doing? <laughs> Going to a drive-in, mom. Are we done? What are you gonna see? Does it matter? I mean, I don't know. Some Western. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. We ain't going to be watching the screen. I mean, I mean, it's a Western. <laughs> Phil Packer slays puss, mom. That's what we're doing. <laughs> and we're going to be in the convertible so everybody can see how much pussy we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have fun, you two, my muchachos. <laughs> <laughs> Me, hijos. <laughs> Me, <laughs> Scene seven. In the kitchen, we see Alice cooking away on the stove while humming the Mexican hat dance when Cindy, Jan, and Bobby come walking in. Jesus Christ. What's that? Jesus. Adios mio. They're just a lot of... They're just laying it on thick. Is that more racist shit? Like her singing the Mexican hat dance? It's just like... There's a lot of like Spanish songs you could be singing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sombrero on the floor. I was just about dancing. to say, I'm surprised she didn't have a sombrero on the floor and like had her arms crossed and dancing around it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. They're greeted by Alice saying, Buenos dias, senors and senoritas. All the kids sit down and respond with, Buenos dias. After they sit down, Jan asks, How come we're all talking in Spanish? Like, ill. <laughs> Like growth. No, yeah, this is America. We speak American. <laughs> Alice <laughs> explains that they're practicing for the folks' guests from Mexico. This is my first swing at Mexican cooking, which is a lie. We both know it's a lie. Anyways, it's gotta be. How could yeah. you, professional cook, and you've never cooked Mexican before? Oh, no, we'll get into that in a second because that's that's okay. 100% a lie. You know, okay. like a liar. She then takes the lid off of the pan with a ole. <laughs> she does. The piece she pulls a gun out and starts firing in the air. Ay, ay, ay. God. The piece de resistance, as they say in the French court of Tijuana. <laughs> Huevos rancheros. Cindy looks at them for a moment and says, They look like eggs. Alex explains again that huevos are eggs. My spell check was going nuts with this. I got you. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm not too sure what rancheros means. As she delivers the food to the plates, she says, go ahead and try it one bite at a time. Jan tries it first, then has trouble talking as she says, it's hot. Cindy just fans her mouth. Bobby barely gets out. It's good before quickly drinking milk. Alice nods, pauses and says, I guess in my case, rancheros meets flamethrower. She, <laughs> she then tries some herself, thinks for a moment and says, 
Now I like it before going back in for seconds. Hmm. Uh, huevos Rancheros. Have you ever had Huevos Rancheros? No, I don't eat eggs. Oh, you don't? God. Nope. That's so weird. Um, it's not weird, but anyway. Um, no, we had this whole conversation at John's house. They, to me, they, they have an aftertaste that tastes like fart. I mean, I guess. It tastes like sulfur to me. Unless you're eating bad eggs. How many times have you eaten eggs? Like three or four times in my life. And every time I have an aftertaste of fart. And nobody it's else weird. seems to taste it. It tastes like sulfur to me. And I don't like eating, you know, sulfur eggs. Well, so. sulfur smells like rotten eggs. So, I mean, I, I get it. <clears throat> um, but, well, maybe you'll like huevos rancheros because it's really covered up that taste, you know, with like... And it's a lot of different ways you can make huevos rancheros, but it's basically sometimes a lot of people just make like a chili almost, but okay. a lot of it has different kinds of meat in it. Look like hers almost had like pulled pork in it. That's what it looked like. Okay. Well, I did eat one. I eat, I did eat something one time where you couldn't taste eggs at all. Yeah. It was pancakes. Couldn't, <laughs> couldn't taste any eggs at all in pancakes. Cake too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cake so. ones. <laughs> um, Anyway, uh, Huevos Rancheros, I like Huevos Rancheros. It's really good. Sometimes you serve it with like, you know, um, some sort of tortilla as well. And uh, it's just, it's good shit. I like it. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> so, in a previous episode, didn't Alice claim to have a bunch of Mexican recipes for a dinner party that Mike wanted to throw? Oh. Remember when he was wanting to get steak and then Carol invited a shit ton oh, of people? Yeah. That yeah, she was going off saying, oh, I have yeah. all these great Mexican recipes. Yeah. But maybe she never got a chance to try them. So this is her. Don't don't buy Alice's <laughs> shit. Don't believe that get shit. The, That's what she wants you to believe. Defensive and pissed up. Motherfucker, please. She <laughs> wants to act like she never cooked something. So that whenever, when she does cook it, everybody's like, oh my God, Alice, this is incredible. Your first time? She's like, yeah, never made this before. But I just seem to pull it off. No, don't buy that. <laughs> yeah. Wish it wasn't a, a liar. Exactly. You know, like a liar. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Scene eight. Up in the attic room, we see Greg getting some clothes together as Peter comes up the stairs saying, tonight's the night, tonight, 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 tonight's the night, our big double date. Greg, perhaps nervous, says, yep, how about that? Peter, following Greg around, says, it's really going to be tough concentrating in class. Greg explains, now listen, just try and put it out of your mind. I don't want you leaving your game in the locker room. Peter, not really listening, says, Boy, an older woman. Where are we going to take them? Greg casually answers, drive-in movie. Peter, excited, repeats, a drive-in movie? What's playing? Greg stares for a second and asks, who cares? Then begins to laugh maniacally. (laughs) Peter laughs too before finally stopping and staring at Greg, waiting for the punchline, which never comes. He basically just doesn't get it, which doesn't make sense to me because anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I put that, I don't know. I must have been tired. <laughs> so I put that, my note literally says, man, Peter's practically counting the squirts, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I saw the note earlier and I was like, he's going to have some, any context with that because I have no yeah. idea what he's saying. Because <laughs> I'm saying, like, he's expecting to, like, 100% score tonight. Peter is 100%. Like he, that's what I mean. He's practically score. He's practically counting the squirts. You know what I'm saying? Like squirts? Yeah. <laughs> what are the squirts? Like, like never mind. I'm not going to I'm not going to get the boys and the bees, but, or the, <laughs> the boys and the bees, <laughs> the birds and the bees with you. But I'll explain them off there. One of um, the boys and the bees. Explain that one first. The boys and the bees. 
<laughs> the boobies. <laughs> Sorry. No. Um, but I mean, it's just a date. It's just, he's just a placeholder. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel kind of bad that right. Peter's getting this excited about it because it's not really. <laughs> but anyways, kudos to Christopher Knight for the timing at the end of that. What do you it mean? Because like, Greg was sitting there laughing. He has that maniacal laugh where he's like rubbing his hands together like an old timey villain. He's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And Peter and and Peter's like, <laughs> and he stops and looks at Greg like, well, "What's the joke?" And then it actually <laughs> makes it actually makes Barry Williams laugh at the end because his timing is just so perfect on it. So, kudos to Christopher <laughs> Knight for for the timing on that. that was really good. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Scene nine. Outside of Sandra's house which looks strangely like Carrie Hathaway's house from Cyrano de Brady. See that shit? I brought that shit back, didn't I? Damn. Damn. Yeah. Peter turns it wasn't to... A, was that? Is, I'm trying to remember. Was it the same house, too? Where, whose well, house was it? The outside is the same. That's the one where they went outside of the window and Greg was feeding lines to Peter. They don't have the window in the living room like they did in the other set, but that's the same front door. It's also the same front door where they where Peter went with Bobby trying to sell something. No, that was um, the house uh, with the uh, fuck. I forgot her name now. But anyways, anyway. that's that looks like Carrie Hathaway's house. Gotcha. Anyways, Peter turns to Greg and reveals that he's wearing a mustache. Hmm. He points to it and asks Greg, "This mustache was a great idea, wasn't it?" Greg says, "Yeah, yeah. Makes you look a few years older." But remember, don't say too much. You can be the strong, silent type. Hmm. That way, you can't make too many mistakes. Peter says, okay, but then says, you never told me what Linda looks like. Greg, nervous at the question, asks, uh, looks like? Listen, to a dude like Phil Packer, it doesn't make a difference. He treats them all alike. Hmm. Get it? <laughs> Peter, excited, says, got it. Just then, Sandra opens the door with a big, hi, Greg, to which he replies, hi, Sandra. Greg then gestures to Peter and says, I'd like you to meet Phil Packer. Peter just says, hi, to which Sandra says, hi, Phil. Sandra then calls for Linda and begins explaining to Peter or or Phil, Hmm. Greg has told me a lot about you. Linda's looking forward to meeting you. Finally, Linda comes to the door and says, hi. Sandra sees her and says, Linda, I want you to meet Greg Brady and Phil Packer. Greg sees Linda and is immediately taken by her, as is Peter, who can barely catch his breath. Overwhelmed by his date with her, he can barely get out, hi. Linda, confused by both guys staring at her, asks, which one of you is Phil? (laughs) Peter quickly says, me. He's Greg. I'm Phil, right here. Greg, in a dismissing tone, says, "Uh, yeah, right. Sandra tells Greg, we'll get our things. We'll be right back, okay? As soon as the girls leave, Peter puts his arm around Greg and says, boy, you really know how to pick them. Whew. As Greg just smiles with that creepy, sleazy car salesman grin. (laughs) So, uh, definitely an older woman. (laughs) <laughs> and she came to the door and I thought that was Linda <laughs> that was Sanders mom <laughs> <laughs> like, <what the laughs> yeah, she looks like she's like almost 40 yeah she did well Sandra <laughs> looked old herself and I don't yeah. think it's because it's an old show and we think no they look like they were adults they look like they were like grips that happened to be on set that day and they just put them in a costume and had them you know <laughs> I wonder if he got that mustache from Bobby Sherlock Holmes kit 
No, Peter has the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Peter Sherlock did? Okay, Holmes so yeah, that's probably the same mustache. Probably. Because, like, yeah. why else would they have a fake mustache sitting around? <laughs> yeah. And that um, explains it, because somebody could ask, oh, they just happen to have... Yeah, he just happened to have... Yeah, he did. Yeah, In the previous he episode, he absolutely did. Greg <laughs> used the word dude in <laughs> yeah. the context that we use it. Yeah, Not like in an old Western context. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> what's with the sweater vests? Don't they usually wear, like, know. suits and shit for dates? <laughs> <laughs> he does later in the episode. Mm. <laughs> Um, but also I had to point out that Peter straight up has a mullet. 100% Peter, Peter has a mullet. Oh God. Yeah. Peter has a mullet. Yeah. Cause he's living in the future, Jimmy. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is where we take our next break. Mm. So Greg wants Peter to pretend that he's Phil and that he's 18. Will this work or will he, will he fill the pain later? <laughs> Get it, Phil? Feel, Phil? Yeah. Okay. We'll be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, the Order of Cosmic Champions, a long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy, especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now, where you can read about the inspiration for the new book. Watch the teaser trailer. Listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall, by Stan Bush. Wherever evil falls is laid, in the heat of battle, only one remains. In the final hour, when you hear the call, the courage to give your all. Stand or fall. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters and sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com, or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great, coming in the fall of 2022. And we are back. Mm. Man, you kind of took it mm-hmm. easy that time. You didn't really do any gymnastics. No, because my leg still hurts. That's true. But I mean, I think singing the national anthem was kind of weird, and you probably should that at the beginning of the podcast. But whatever, man. Um, it's cool. Like, just, but at least I, like sang karaoke. It, I also sang in Spanish, too. You did. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and do that again for us. Sure. Um, 
No, well, that's no, okay. We have to pay royalties. Uh, we may have to pay royalties on that too. So, yeah. Um, so in this episode, <clears throat> Greg and Peter go on a date. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. The date doesn't go great. It doesn't go fantastic. Huh? What is the worst dating experience you've had? And it can <laughs> oh be gosh. a date or it can be somebody you dated. So uh, I'm encompassing all that. So I, I dated this girl. She worked at Ron Jones, right? Yeah. You may or may not know her. So I dated this girl. We went out on like two dates, right? Yeah. I'm at her house. We're sitting there watching TV and she turns to me and this is not, this might be what, if this might fall into the category of, man, you've known somebody a long time and you still have new stories to tell. This might be a new <laughs> story. I don't know if I ever told you. But really? <laughs> if I have already told you, you tag, you can listen in. Um, <laughs> This girl turns to me 100% serious and says, you know what would really turn me on? I'm like, what's that? If you put on a dress and let me put makeup on you. Okay. Like, um, I don't really think I'm into that. Like, I don't, I was trying to be polite about it because I still wouldn't tell she was joking or not. And she's like, right. no. She like leans in. She's like, no, you don't understand. It would really turn me on. <laughs> I'm like, you don't understand. I'm not really into that. So I know. She's like, you're missing out. I'm telling you right now, you're going to miss out if you don't do this. Like, but eh, Jimmy, huh? maybe you're not into it, but you're going to get into it <laughs> if you do. You know? <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. I'm really not into this. That's that's all right. So I go home a little bit later, and um, I was supposed to meet her at her house the next night. She's like, hey, if you want, you can come over tomorrow night. We'll watch another movie. Okay. So I start pulling in her driveway as I'm pulling, as I'm starting to pull in her driveway, she's leaving her driveway. Right. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell? So I'm like, okay, I guess we're going somewhere else. So I'm trying to follow her cause we have plans, you know, to do something. She's driving all these aimless, like around aimlessly looking at stuff. So finally she stops and gets out of her car and comes with me and goes, why are you stalking me? Like, <laughs> we have plans. Like we're supposed to go out tonight. She's like, no, I had plans of doing something else. I'm like, oh, well, why didn't you tell me that? She's like, because just, I didn't have a chance to. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. So I kind of go my separate direction. I don't talk to her. You know, I don't really see her at work because by then I think she wasn't working at Ron Jones anymore. Something happened. I didn't see her very often. She was yeah. working across the street from Ron Jones someplace. So cut to two years later. Okay. It's a get, long first date, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I'm sitting in my office at, you know, the, the cashier's office. Yeah. And somebody like somebody comes in and tells me that I have mail. <laughs> right. Okay. So I open up this mail and it's a letter from her mm-hmm. that she sent to Ron Johns asking me to stop calling and hanging up <laughs> and stop driving by her place of employment. What? Like, first of all, I had no clue where she worked. <laughs> No clue what the number was or how to get there. So I had no clue what the hell she was talking about. And so that was the last time I had a communication with her. I hadn't seen her since. <laughs> I've never heard that story. I ever. swear everything about it's true. That's not me. Like, this isn't me going, oh, psycho, just mess with you. No, that 100% happened. <laughs> and it's not like for the listeners out there, oh, maybe I just wasn't tapped in. No, I worked at Ron Jones the yeah. same time as Jimmy. Yeah. She but was the story may have happened before I started working there. I don't she was know, on but. overnights, but I, I seriously doubt you remember who it is, but she was on overnights. Okay. So 
That's weird. <laughs> um, let's see if I can beat you here. I'm gonna. This is a long story, but I'm gonna try to uh, go through quick. Do, do like a quick version. Okay, so I was working retail at this place, and I had a, we had a regular customer uh, come in, and me and her being kind of like flirty a few times here and there every time she comes in, and so one day I decided I'm gonna go for it. So I asked her out, and she's like, "Okay, yeah." And she's like, hey, I'm taking my son and his friend to the skate park on Saturday. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, sure, why not? So <laughs> I, uh, at the time, I only had my motorcycle. It's my only form of transportation at the time. So I just drove to her house, and then we went in her SUV. So drove her to her house, and she was still kind of getting ready or whatever. And then um, going to the skate park, her son wanted to bring his bike and a skateboard. And his friend was over there too. And they're, they were like nine years old. Right. <laughs> and so um, she goes, hey, can you help my son load the bike into the back of my vehicle? I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So I go out there with him. I'm helping him put it in the car. And I open up the back door. And like all I see is like a bunch of empty beer cans, like just <laughs> all in the back. And I'm like, what the fuck? And so I was like, well, this isn't good. So I started cleaning them out and throwing them away in the dumpster sitting right there in front of her house. And I was like, what the fuck? So whatever. So anyway, so we're leaving. And then she's like, um, if we're going to spend the day with kids, I need something to get me through it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and so wow. we, we stop off at this gas station, convenience store. We go inside. She gets like one of those cups that you would like fill up, you know, soda or whatever. And so she just to clarify, this cup. is your first date? First date. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> so she gets the empty cup, but she also buys like a, like a tall boy or whatever, <laughs> some kind of like alcohol. And it wasn't beer. It was something a little stronger. And so we leave and then she like fills her cup with it. And then obviously just takes the can and throws it in the back seat wow. floor. And then puts a lid on it in the straw. And so I was like, okay, whatever. So we get to the skate park and uh, we go inside and all that. She's got her little drink. It doesn't look like it's alcohol. It just looks like it's soda. And um, so we're in, the, we're in there. The boys are doing their thing, whatever. And me and her just kind of hanging out. And she's <laughs> sipping away at this drink. And, um, and, of course, I didn't get anything. I wasn't drinking anything, nothing. I just was, you know. <laughs> Hanging out, whatever. So the more she's drinking, the like louder and more obnoxious she's becoming. Wow. And I'm just like, oh my God, oh my God. And so she's getting like to the point where she's like talking to strangers as they walk by, but the strangers are just kind of looking at her like, what? And I'm just like, <laughs> nothing, just keep going. Don't worry about it. And they're like, it's not like she was like the life of the party because she wasn't. It wasn't that kind of, you know, personality. <laughs> So at one point, um, her son, well, okay. So the skate park is inside and outside. So in the inside area, it's kind of like a warehouse kind of a thing. And so at one point, her son <clears throat> was like her and her son and her son's friend, like weren't sharing or something like that. And then they were kind of arguing about who gets to ride the bike next. And so a normal parent like you and I would be like, Hey, like, you need to share with your friend. Come on now. You had time on the bike. Let him do right. it. That's a normal parent. She's not a normal parent. So instead of doing it like that, this chick straight up 
screams at the top of her lungs. Wow. Like, you need to fucking share with your friend. You fucking God, don't pull this fucking bullshit. Like, screaming to where everybody is looking. Because we're like in a warehouse area, and it's just echoing throughout the whole room. And everybody is just staring at us. I'm just like, oh, my God. And I wanted to back away like I'm not with her. I don't know who this crazy woman is who's screaming at her son right now. And, and you're was, like and rock she, hard. God, no. And so, uh, by the way, it gets worse. So, and her son's just like, fine, whatever, God, mom, you know. And then kind of arguing back. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. Let's just, you know, just share and okay. And so... Finally, that happens. He ch- that ends. <clears throat> Everything's okay. She's chill now. And then, so now she's drinking more and more and getting more. Fun. I didn't know she bought two of those things, by the way, and refilled. I didn't notice that. Um, so now she's getting more and more drunk, more and more loud. And then, so we're getting ready to, to go to, we're getting ready to leave. And so I was like, so we're leaving and you're going to drive? And she's like... <laughs> <laughs> and she gets serious and she goes, oh, are you going to drive my car? And I was like, yes. And she goes, okay. I was like, oh, thank God. So um, so now it's time to leave. But the boys, of course, of course, don't want to leave. So now that's causing more of an argument. <laughs> and then she's like, I said it's time to go. We need to fucking go. And she's just like screaming at this kid. Remember, he's nine, right? And so... <laughs> as we're walking to the vehicle, they're screaming at each other back and forth. And the kid even says, mom, you're drunk again. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. And she's like, no, I'm not. And she literally says this. I'm not drunk. You little fucking piece of shit. Wow. And I was like, Oh my God, what is going on here? And so while they're arguing, she's like slipping into the driver's seat. And this is not my time to like, Hey, you said I could drive, you know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, fine. But I'm going to be up here in the front so I can watch everything, make sure she's not driving all over the place. And so she gets in the driver's seat. I get in the passenger seat and her and her son are still screaming at each other. And I kind of turn around. And I'm like, you guys, you boys have your seatbelts on. <laughs> Let's get our little seatbelts on. <laughs> and, <clears throat> and then so now we're driving home. This is where it gets really bad. <laughs> I mean, the screaming is getting louder. Screaming is getting worse. She's calling her son every fucking name in the book. Like, shut the fuck up, you little fucking bitch. You little fucking pussy. What are you going to do? You little piece of shit. Like, she's talking to her nine-year-old son. At like what this. point does, does Ashton Kutcher come out and say you've been punked? <laughs> I know, right? So I'm just like, oh, my God. And I literally thought about just jumping out of the vehicle. And then, <laughs> like, I can't take this anymore. And it just like, and then there was, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> there's a couple of funny things happen. So at one point the kid's screaming at her and then she leans over to me. She's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I can't. I'm like, well, first of all, stop yelling at him. If you stop, he'll stop, you know, try that. And then, so she did and things got quiet for a moment. <laughs> I was like, ah, we can relax. And then out of nowhere, this kid. <laughs> Chuck's like an empty can or empty cup or something and hits her in the head with it. And I was like, oh, fuck. Wow. And she's like, you little fucking bitch. And she's like, starts swinging her arm back there. 
and I'm hearing the kid going, ow, 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 stop, stop, stop. And he's like crying. He's like <laughs> screaming. And then he's literally screaming, help, help. Oh my God. Help. And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, you need to stop. And then, and then all of a sudden we're coming up to a construction site where there's a cop sitting there and she goes, all right, we're coming up to a cop. Now shut the fuck up. And I was like, oh my God. So we go up to McDonald's <laughs> next because, you know, the boys were hungry. And, she, and so we finally make it to McDonald's. I'm like, oh, thank God. We're almost home. We go inside. And then <laughs> she's like, hey, just order the boys whatever they want. Here's my purse or here's my card or whatever. Normally, I'm a gentleman. You know, I'm mm. like, no, no, I got this. Don't worry about it. But fuck that. And I was like, exactly. oh, yeah, thank you yeah, for yeah. your card. <laughs> I was like, yes, I will buy their food with your money. Yes. I didn't eat anything because I was like freaking out. I was like, okay. <laughs> so she went off somewhere, saw an old man sitting by himself and sat with him. And I was like, what the f- Does she know the guy? I didn't care. I don't care. Whatever. It's quiet now. I'm right, good. Right. So me and the boys <laughs> ordered food. We had three of us go sit down at the table. I'm like. So, how'd you, you guys have fun today? I'm like trying wow. to be the happy chipper one. And like, yeah, yeah, we did this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I saw you do that trick. That was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be the cool, nice guy. And then she comes over back to the table and she's like crying. I'm like, what the fuck? So, we, me and her go sit at a different table from the boys <laughs> and let the boys do their thing. And then she's like, oh, I saw that old man sitting alone and. I started asking him, talking to him, and he said he's sad because his wife died, and he's just waiting to die. And I was like, oh, my God. So then she starts crying and saying, she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm a terrible mother. Uh, You must think I'm a crazy bitch. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she's like, like, come on, you didn't think at least one time today that was crazy. And I was like, what? Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Maybe one time, you know, all day. Yeah. You know, and uh, so um, she's like, I don't know what to do. My sister wants to take custody of him, and I think I should just sign it over. And I was like, yeah, you should 100% yeah, do that. 100%, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so now she's like asking me parenting advice. I'm giving her parent. She's like, I'll understand if you don't ever want to see me again. I'm like, what? So Did you ever she's see the mother again? of my child. It's my mother of my kids, you know. Oh, no, yeah, I'm okay. just kidding. <laughs> No, no, no! I never saw it. Well, I did see her again. I mean, not like that, but like, I don't know, several months later, she came into the store with some other random dude, and I was just like, ha, sucker. So, <laughs> so did you get any? No, no, God, no. Went back to her house, and then I'd say, well, see you later, and then I went back home. Yeah. What's funny is like, you're like, really long I'll story. try to make this quick. And you're like, so anyways, it was like a warehouse and it was like, it was kind of like center block, but it was kind of painted. So it didn't really look like center block. It kind of looked like a painted wall. It's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you picture like a Walmart that like has nothing in it, but like that. Yeah. So I go up to her car and it's like an SUV, but it's kind of one of the bigger SUVs, but not like a really big SUV. It's like, okay, okay. So I know. I, as soon as you ask me like worst date story, I'm like, oh God, you got like a half an hour. Because <laughs> the story is always so long. Um, I tried to shorten it. I actually shortened it than how I normally tell it, but yeah. What's cool is I've heard your story, but you never heard mine. Ha, I win. I know that's weird. Oh, you win. (laughs) 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 Well, you got called out for being a stalker and, uh, yeah. So see, 
Greg's not the only one that experiences a bad date. Tack and I have yeah. our fair share of bad dates. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. So you ready to get back into this? Yeah, that took too long. I'm sorry, everybody. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs> if, 100 episodes. Anything can happen. If they did. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. All right. <clears throat> when we left off, Greg had come up with a masterful plan to have Peter play an 18-year-old named Phil on a date. Will everything go as planned, or will Peter pipe up and ruin everything? <laughs> Let's find out. Mm. Scene 10. At the drive-in, we see a Western playing. Then we see Greg and Peter coming back to the car with popcorn. Peter tells Greg, Linda is the most beautiful woman I ever saw. I hope I don't goof it up. Greg dials Peter back a little saying, just take it easy, Pete. Play it cool, huh? Do just what I do, huh? <laughs> Peter says, got it. As they get back to the car, Greg opens the front door saying, sorry it took so long. Peter mimics him saying, it took a long time. <laughs> Greg explains, it was kind of crowded. Peter looks at Linda, once again mimicking Greg, saying, a lot of people. <laughs> the girls are handed their popcorn and both say thank you. Greg asks Sandra, enough butter on it? To which Sandra replies, plenty. Peter, seeing this, asks Linda, enough butter on it? To which she replies, yeah, it's fine. Greg lifts his arm up and puts it around Sandra. Peter, of course, seeing this, lifts up his arm to put it around Linda, but in doing so, knocks her popcorn over. In shock, Peter says, oh, I'm really sorry about that. And begins trying to clean it up off of her lap, to which Linda, now uncomfortable, says, Phil, Phil, that's all right, Phil. Phil, stop doing that, Phil. Hey, Phil. <laughs> Phil, why are you doing that, Phil? You know, in case you didn't know what his name was. Yeah, exactly. But when Peter continues trying to clean it off of her lap, <laughs> she finally pushes him away, saying, it's all right. Peter, trying to salvage the situation, hands her his popcorn and says, here, you can have mine. She takes it and says, thank you. They get back to watching the movie with Linda looking super uncomfortable and squished between Peter and the side of the car. Greg leans in and romantically, softly sniffs Sandra's neck and gently asks, What's that wild scent you're wearing? Sandra responds, Exotica. They both giggle flirtatiously. Peter sees this, turns to Linda, and sniffs her shoulder like a fucking beagle. <laughs> she quickly pulls away, but he leans in and asks, What's that wild scent you're wearing? Linda sarcastically answers, Buttered popcorn. Mm. <laughs> Peter tries to laugh it off and says, I'm sorry about that. Linda, trying to be polite, hands him popcorn and says, have some. To which Peter enthusiastically takes it, saying, oh, thanks. Linda just stares at him. As Peter's watching the movie, Linda glances over and sees his mustache starting to peel up. <laughs> Linda looks embarrassed and a little scared. <laughs> As Peter eats the popcorn, he actually begins to chew on the mustache itself. <laughs> Completely unaware. <laughs> Greg, hearing something, turns around and spots the mustache in Peter's mouth. Greg immediately jumps into action as he leans over the front seat into the back seat. He grabs Peter and says, Hey, Phil, how about some of that popcorn, buddy? He leans in close to Peter and whispers, Your mustache. As soon as Peter realizes what happened, he leaps out of the car. Greg follows, explaining to the girls, Um, we're going to get some cold drinks or something. We'll be right back. Don't go away. 
As soon as they leave, Sandra turns to Linda and says, I don't understand what's the matter with Greg. He seems so different at school. Linda speaks up and says, I say, hey, Linda speaks up. Hmm. Instead of pipes up. Anyway, Linda speaks up and says, and I don't understand what's with his friend Phil. I've never uh, had a date like this before. As she throws a piece of popcorn from her blouse, the two girls just roll their eyes. Hmm. <clears throat> well, the first thing I noticed about the scene is the cars look like they're up on car ramps. You know, the, like the kind you'd use in your driveway. Yeah, I mean... I mean, typically they do have like a little ramp there, but yeah, yeah but these are more like, like a straight ramp up, that you have to. Like, yeah, these are straight up ramps you'd use to work on your car. So I thought that was kind of yeah, strange. Yeah. Um, yeah. Linda does not look eighteen, <laughs> not even a little bit. <laughs> no. So when Greg leans back to Peter to tell him about the mustache, yeah. I swear to God, they were like a millimeter away from kissing. <laughs> I don't know if you saw how close they yeah. got, but it was like super, super close. Yeah, so that's a that's a tight shot. <laughs> There's been a couple of times in MMA where their mouths, when they're doing the stare down, their mouths actually touch each other. It's pretty funny. <clears throat> All right. Scene 11. Back at Sandra's house, we see Greg and Peter walking the girls to the front door. Sandra turns to Greg and says, good night, Greg. To which Greg replies, good night. Sandra pauses and says, it was uh, fun. Greg, trying to salvage the night, says, well, I hope so. Sandra says, it really was. Wasn't it, Linda? Linda, Hmm. caught off guard, says, oh, yeah, it was great. She then turns to Peter and says, thanks, Phil. Peter puts out his hand to shake hers and says, no sweat. She awkwardly shakes his hand and says, bye-bye. To which he says, bye. Greg turns to Sandra and says, well, I'll see you at school Monday. Everyone finally says goodnight as the girls walk into the house and close the door. As soon as Greg and Peter walk away from the house, Peter turns to Greg and asks, how'd I do? Greg, still irritated, says, well, I'm not sure yet. Peter, confused, asks, when will you be sure? Greg finally looks at Peter and says, Monday. When I ask Sandra for another date, Peter asks Greg, will you fix me up? Greg, finding the words, turns to Peter and says, Pete, from now on, Phil Packer can find his own dates. Hmm. Peter immediately agrees, saying, you're right. After what I pulled off tonight, I'm ready to go solo. Hmm. Greg just turns to Peter with a look that says, what the fuck? (laughs) So, yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's probably one of the most awkward good nights I've ever had or I've ever seen. <laughs> Super <Yeah>. awkward. <laughs> um, but also, I got to say again, Christopher Knight has really come a long way on his comedic timing. He's actually really funny in this. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. So Yeah, yeah. I thought so, too. <sighs> Scene 12. Yeah. Inside Sanders' house, we see the girls walk in and sit on the couch. Sandra turns to Linda and says, that was a really strange evening. (laughs) (laughs) Linda asks, did you catch that funny mustache on Phil? Sandra says, did I? It was practically everywhere but under his nose. How did Sandra catch it? She had her back to him. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, good. Linda then channels Mike's bullshit detector and calls (laughs) calls it like it was, saying, I bet he wasn't 15 or 16 years old at the most. Sandra joining in saying, 
I'm sure his name isn't Phil either. I could swear I heard Greg call him Pete once. You know what? I think Greg has a brother named Peter. I'll bet that's who Phil was. <laughs> Linda, now irritated at Greg, asks, Why would Greg pull a gag like that? Sander answers, I have no idea, but one good gag deserves another. How do you like to get even? Linda says, Sure, I guess I could go down on Phil, but he's only 15. <laughs> No. Linda points to herself and then to Sandra, awkwardly saying, Cousin, I'm, I'm with you. you. <laughs> <laughs> they both laugh maniacally and rub their hands together as if they're washing them like an old timey villain. They didn't really do that. <laughs> maniacal laugh. Uh, maniacal laugh. Sorry, that's from Muppets. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, every once in a while on the show, we're, we're treated to something special and. I I just I gotta just say it like this is some of the best acting I've ever seen like holy <laughs> shit like and and yeah Jimmy I'm with you <laughs> and also the fact that her dress blends in with the wall it just it, it just adds something to the scene like it's holy shit this is some of the well, best she wasn't acting. wearing a she wasn't wearing a dress she was wearing a tube top so that's true yeah, yeah. but yeah this is yeah. yeah this was incredible it was amazing I didn't hmm. know acting like this could exist but. It does. <laughs> Scene 13. Back at the Brady residence, the living room phone rings as Greg and Peter, ironically, come walking down the stairs. <laughs> Peter runs to answer it, saying, hello? Who's calling? Yeah, sure. Hang on. He covers the receiver and turns to Greg, saying, hey, Greg, it's her, Sandra. And ask her how I did with Linda. Greg walks up and takes the phone, telling Peter, not unless she brings it up first. Greg nervously picks up the phone, puts on a fake smile as if Santa can, Sandra can see him, and says, hi, Sandra. Sandra, who's talking on the phone with Linda listening in too, both with grins, says, hello, Greg. I just had to call you and tell you what a wonderful time we had last night. Greg, surprised and skeptical, asks, you really did? Sandra continues, laying it on thick, saying, You are right. Phil's too much. Linda hasn't stopped talking about him. Greg, shocked, looks at Peter, then turns away from him. Proud of Peter, he asks, Linda really liked Phil? Sandra confirms, saying, She really did. She wants to know if the four of us can get together again. Like tonight. Oh, shit. Greg, now scared, buys time by asking, Tonight? Oh, well, Sandra, Phil and I already have a date, but we can go out. Peter, not hmm. happy about this at all, stands by shaking his head no, but Greg just shoes him away and turns to talk on the phone. Sandra tells Greg, I couldn't go without Linda, and I really wanted to see you again. That hmm. is, if you wanted to see me. <laughs> Greg, now rock hard with enthusiasm, says... How about in 20 minutes? Oh, shit. Sandra, seeing that Greg is falling for this, begins to smile, but asks, Oh, wait, is Phil dated up? Greg, thinking quick, says, I'll get him to cancel it. I'm sure he can make it. Sandra chuckles and says, Okay, bye. Greg grins, says goodbye, and hangs up the phone, but then gets nervous, realizing that he has to bring Peter as Phil again. 
Hmm. He slowly turns to Peter, who just shrugs in excitement. Sandra turns to Linda and says, I wish I could take a picture of Greg's face when we're both falling all over Phil. Oh, shit. Both girls just giggle. As Peter gets up to walk out of the living room, Marsha comes walking in from Mike's den for some reason. Peter looks at her and with a deep voice says, Hi there. <laughs> Marsha asks, What happened to your voice? Peter busts out with, Nothing, baby. The fuck? <laughs> Marsha chuckles and asks, Do you have a cold? Peter gives her the eyebrow as he says, No. Just devastating charm. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Marsha just makes a face and walks away. <laughs> so yeah, I love how Linda was rolling her eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but at the point where where uh, Mar- where Sandra is saying how much she liked Phil, Linda actually <laughs> rolls her eyes. I thought that was pretty funny. That was a nice little touch. <laughs> yeah. But also, that's your sister, man. <laughs> hey, baby. What the fuck? Really? <laughs> Nothing, baby. Why is he trying to flirt with his sister? Well, see, what I thought was kind of dumb was that she's like, what's wrong with your voice? Like a bitch. Like, what's wrong with your voice? Well, that's because his really? her brother's flirting with her. <laughs> you have to yeah, shut but- that shit down. <laughs> but if he was like, Hey, baby. Like, a normal person would be like, hey, and just keep walking. <laughs> but What's wrong with your voice? Are you sick? What are you doing? Like, what? I don't understand. Like, what would you do if your sister would have come to me like, hey there, stud muffin? You'd be like, the fuck? What is wrong with you? Like, I'm your brother. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, I would probably do that. Your sister, I'm not even related to her. <laughs> You're like, well, at least she could play along. No, it's her brother, man. <laughs> She shouldn't play well. She needs to shoot that shit down. <laughs> yeah. I told you. Blood don't matter in the Brady family. Apparently not. Well, they're not blood. So. Even though, I mean, I'm not blowing, you know what I mean? But it, it don't mean anything. Huh. It's all mine never matter. Yeah. And if she don't mind, it don't matter. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh-huh. no, I'm teasing. Mm. Scene 14. Up in the bathroom, we see Peter... I mean, Phil, putting on the old stash when there's a knock on the bathroom door. We then hear Cindy yelling, open up, Peter. We then hear Jan asking, are you going to stay in there all night? Peter finally open. See, he has to keep the door shut to keep from the girls like falling all over him. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they see him like that, they're going to be like, hey, big boy. And then he's going to be like, what? <laughs> Marsha's gonna be like Peter just <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway Peter finally opens the door to the bathroom on the girl's side Jen looks at him sternly and says can't you grab a tissue do that gross stuff in your own room because <laughs> it, it's like he was never jerking off she asks what took you so long Peter gets irritated and answers I was shaving Jen glances down and asks what your legs <laughs> Peter, getting defensive, says, for your information, I got whiskers. Jan turns to Cindy, chuckles, and says, yeah, I guess it took him all that time to find the one he's got. (laughs) Both girls begin to laugh as Peter says, very funny, and turns to go back into his room. Uh, Jan was funny as shit in that scene. 
Those were two great <laughs> lines for Jan. That's awesome. <laughs> what, your legs? That was awesome. That was badass. <laughs> Scene 15. As Peter goes back into the boys' room, Bobby comes walking and asking, what are you all dressed up for? Peter tells him, I've got a date. Without missing a beat, Bobby asks, who's the unlucky girl? <laughs> Peter, eager to brag, asks, what would you say if I told you I was taking out an older female? Again, Bobby comes back with a zinger asking an older female what? <laughs> Bobby then turns, runs out of the room when Peter raises his arm to strike him. Not to, to hit him. Right. <laughs> More great one-liners. Those are two great, two, two in a row great scenes. Those are pretty funny. <laughs> you like them zingers, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene 16. Here we go. <sighs> this is where, excuse me, pardon me, listeners. <laughs> I'm just reading what happened in the scene. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? I'm just apologizing ahead of time. Why? You know, I'm confused. <laughs> like, what? Because it's just more racism from Carol. Oh, and- oh, oh okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I, thought, I, was, I was taking it like, sorry, people, I'm just reading this shit that's written in front of me. And that's why I was <laughs> no, like, whoa, no. what? Like, okay, all right. Down in the living room, we hear the doorbell ring. All dressed up in a gray suit, Mike walks out of the living room to answer the door as Carol does some last-minute straightening in the living room. Mike answers the door and says, Ah, buenas noches, señor Calderon y señora. Mr. Calderon answers, Buenas noches, Mr. Brady. Mike makes a gesture and says, I'm sorry, por favor. Por favor, not in seculo. You want to say it? Por favor, not in seculo. To which Mr. Calderon says, Sure. <laughs> Turn around. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, Muchos, muchos gracias. Uh, Mike continues showing his skills, saying, Bienvenidos. Mi casa es su casa. <laughs> Such a late thing. Mr. Calderon Col- <laughs> responds with a uh, complete lack of accent. Thank you very much. <laughs> but Mike continues with Spanish, saying, uh, uh, Le presento y esposa Carol. Carol bows like she's in fucking Japan. <laughs> As Mrs. Calderon says, Muchi. <laughs> Muchísimo gusto, señora. Uh, once again, <laughs> Mr. Calderon, with no accent at all, I mean none, says, very pleased to meet you. Carol then busts out with, and again bowing, like she's about to spar with her fucking sensei. <laughs> Tango mucho gusto, señor y señora Calderon. <laughs> Mr. Calderon points at himself and says, I am Juan, my wife Maria, which... I don't know. It seems to. Carol replies, <laughs> I'm Carol. This, <laughs> me husband, Mike. No, she didn't say that. Uh, this goes on for the rest of the episode. <laughs> the end. Just kidding. <laughs> Maria, perhaps hoping they'll stop, says, you speak Spanish very well. Carol, surprised to hear English, says, oh, thank you. Won't you please sit down? As they begin to sit and relax, uh, Mike explains, well, we're seldom able to use our Spanish, and we thought tonight was a perfect opportunity. Juan explains, 
It is the same with us for for English. We had hoped to use it this evening. <laughs> Such a passive aggressive <laughs> way of saying it. you can stop that shit now. <laughs> you especially, Carol, stop. <laughs> Carol, tired of all that Spanish stuff, says, "Oh well, you you go right ahead. That's a deal." <laughs> Alice shows up and sets down a plate as Mike introduces her. Alice Nelson, Senor Senora Calderon. Juan stands to greet her as Maria stays sitting. Maria says, Es un placer. Uh, Juan nods his head and says, Tengo gusto. Alice, super uncomfortable, <laughs> smiles and says, Tengo much gusto. <laughs> she then gets super awkward and says, That's it for me in Spanish. <laughs> Everyone chuckles as she walks away. Mike speaks up saying, well, we made reservations this evening, but if there's anything special you'd like, it's no trouble to change it. Maria slowly begins asking, if you're sure it's no trouble, <laughs> Carol shakes her head and says, oh, no trouble at all, honest. Do you want, like, um, we have a Juan's Mexican restaurant, we have like Taco Bell, we have... <laughs> we have breakfast burritos in the freezer. <laughs> One says, in that case, we would love to try your typical American dishes. Mike, excited and a bit confused, asks, what's that? Maria says, geez, where do I start? Cheeseburgers, mac and cheese, <laughs> fucking fries. No. Maria says, pizza. Kara laughs her little ass off saying, pizza? Really? Really? You know you're Mexican right now. <laughs> I'm going to cut out half these jokes. So you know it's Italian. <laughs> Maria laughs and says, see, Mike put on the spot, turns to Carol and says, I don't know whether or not I know a good pizza place. Carol agrees saying, no, not a good one. Let me see. Just then the girls walk in. Marcia speaks up saying, we do, Dad. Mariani's is super. Jen joins in saying, we always go there. Cindy agrees, saying Mariani's has the greatest pizza. Mike, saved by the kids, says, Kids, I don't know pizza. These are our daughters, Marcia, Cindy, and Jan. Senor and Senora Calderon. Juan once again stands, turns to the girls, and says, Tengo gusto. Marcia replies, I hope you enjoy your stay here in town. Juan replies, Oh, muchas gracias. Soon, the girls all say nice to meet you and run back upstairs. Juan gestures to the girls, turns to Mike, and says, You have the most charming daughters. Maria speaks up, saying, Juan says the children reflect their parents. Carol, of course, takes the credit first, saying, Thank you. We were reflected three more times with sons. <laughs> Everyone just laughs. Mike continues, saying, They're out tonight. Well, if it's pizza you want, it's pizza you shall have. So basically, they're like... Ah, oh, fuck Bobby. Bobby don't need to meet anybody. Bobby ain't with nah. Greg and Peter. Nope. Nope. Fuck Bobby. Um, even even Bobby's Alice got right introduced. <laughs> but, but they're like, ah, yep. oh, fuck Bobby. You don't need to be introduced. Um, hmm. It almost sounds like Robert Reed may have spoke Spanish. Because he just has more of an accent than Carol yeah. does. Um, yeah, he was he was good with it. This, was, this has to be one of the cringiest scenes in all of Brady Bunch. I don't know why, but this was cringy <laughs> as hell watching this. <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe uncomfortable anyways scene 17 we are now at not Marioni's but according to the awning <laughs> Nino's 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. So anyways, we see Peter flanked by Linda and Sandra with Greg across the table alone. Peter is telling a story in a deep voice saying, well, I cut to the right. Then I cut to the left. Then I ran 100 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> Linda leans into Peter close and says, that's fantastic. <laughs> Sandra joins in saying, what a run, Phil. Greg, who's sitting alone eating a breadstick, says, yeah, too bad it all happened in his dream. Oh, burn. Sandra turns to Greg and says, you're just jealous, Greg. Mm-hmm. Linda begins to giggle as she turns back to Peter. Peter just grins as he looks at Linda, then back at Sandra. Just then, the greeter shows Mike, Carol, Maria, and Juan to their table. When seeing the table, Mike says, oh, that's great. Maria looks around and says, isn't this charming? I know exactly what I want. One supersized pizza with how you say the works. Juan leans in and says, make that too. Mike quips. What's Spanish for heartburn? Everyone just laughs. Hmm. Back at the boys' table, Linda leans in close and Peter says, Phil, you are fantastic. Sandra turns <laughs> Peter's face to hers and says, I've never kissed a fellow with a mustache before. Does it tickle my thighs? No. <laughs> uh, Linda, getting, <laughs> Linda getting jealous says, well, you won't find out. Phil's with me. Sandra raises her voice saying, was with you. Oh, shit. Greg just sits in disbelief. Peter speaks up saying, don't fight girls. Then there's, an, there's enough of me to go around. Greg begins thinking out loud saying, I don't get this. Peter just grins <laughs> and enjoys it. <laughs> Peter's about to give some mustache rides. Hell yeah. So <laughs> that was funny. After Mike says, What's Spanish for heartburn? Carol says, Oh, Mike. Like, as if, like, shut the fuck up. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> her Spanish ain't embarrassing her, but Mike's saying dad jokes is. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Why was Carol walking so close to Maria? Like, she was walking as, like, imagine you walking into a, you know, uh, to a Spanish, not Spanish. Imagine you walking into a pizza place, like showing Stevie Wonder where his table is. Like, that's how she was walking with Maria. <laughs> like, why is she so close to her? Maybe she still thought she was in Japan where they had to walk like oh, maybe, 10 yeah. feet behind the man. I'm surprised she didn't wear one of her kimonos. <laughs> Scene 18. Back at Carol and Mike's table, Mike asks Juan, I understand we're having a meeting tomorrow morning on the preliminary plans. Juan answers, yes, Mike. I wish to make a decision before we leave this weekend. Mike takes it in and says, good, good. Juan then notices Peter at the table with the two girls hanging on him and gives him a strange look. He shakes his head and clicks his tongue. Mm. Carol looks at him in concern, asking, is something wrong, senior? Oh, sorry. Is something wrong, senior Calderon? <laughs> Juan replies, Excuse me, but it's very embarrassing. Mike Confuse asks, what is? Juan gestures to the table and says, those children, <laughs> necking, as you say, in public. Everyone looks over at the table and spot Peter with a girl on either side of him kissing his cheeks. Carol and Mike look at each other in complete shock. 
Greg, at the other table, rolls his eyes, turns away and glances across the restaurant and locks eyes with Mike. Both of them look completely shocked to see each other. Greg yells out, Pete! When he does, Peter jerks his head, making half of his mustache unpeel from his face. <laughs> Peter glances across the restaurant and with mustache half-peeled, squeakily says, Oh, no. Greg sinks down into the booth, trying not to be spotted. Sandra, confused at what is going on, asks, What's the matter? Greg smiles and says, Only everything. <laughs> Those are our parents. Peter looks at them and says, Boy, do we have a lot of explaining to do to them. Sandra sighs, looks at Peter and Greg and says, Boy, do we have a lot of explaining to do for you. Mm. I noticed that, that if you're watching this on Hulu, um, at 22 minutes and 48 mm. seconds, pro approximately, Linda actually breaks character. When Peter turns and his mustache falls off, she actually breaks character and starts laughing, but she covers her mouth with her hand to try to hide it. But she actually broke character. I thought it was pretty funny. So yeah, I saw I saw your note yeah. and I actually went back and watched it and you can see it. Yeah, she starts <laughs> laughing. <laughs> but um, Carol can stop with the senior and senior stuff. Yeah. It's fucking. Annoying. I mean, they they introduce themselves as Juan and Maria. So at this point, yeah. it's still. I mean, that would be like, you know, someone come, someone coming to your house and say, "Good afternoon, Mister Van Sickle," and you say, "No, just call me Tech." Oh, okay. Anyways, Mister Van Sickle, it's like, okay, cool. Like, you're not willing to make me comfortable. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that gets annoying. All right. Scene nineteen. Back at the Brady house in the family room, Greg is pacing around. He says, "I hope we didn't ruin Dad's deal with Mister Calderon." Peter says, "Yeah." Or our lives at home. Just then, Mike and Carol slowly walk into the room from the kitchen. Mike starts with a short and simple, hi. To which Greg replies with an equally short and simple, hi. Peter then gives out the same hi with Carol replying. Finally, Greg replying to Carol. Greg, feeling the tension building, asks, how did it go with Mr. Calderon? Mike explains, well, luckily we're still in business. Peter grins and says, oh, that's a relief. Greg smiles and says, good. Mike and Carol, who aren't smiling at all, says, they didn't exactly approve of your X-rated behavior, but they did admire the way you and the girls told the truth. Greg, feeling bad and probably embarrassed, says, we're really sorry about the whole thing. Peter pipes up saying, boy, I really learned something. One, act your age. And two, you don't try to be something you're not. And three, Carol asks, yes. Peter answers, you find out in advance what restaurant your mom and dad are going to and go someplace else. Nah. Peter laughs at his own joke, but is the only one laughing. Carol <laughs> gives Mike a look, but Mike just keeps staring with his arms folded. Mike keeps attention as he turns to Carol, then slowly back at Peter who gets nervous and clears his throat, as does Greg. Finally, Mike breaks and starts laughing, and soon they're all laughing. And they all just laugh. They all just laugh. Hmm. I swear Peter just... Peter just doesn't get it sometimes, man. It's like, it, what world <laughs> is he in? Because it's not the one that he's living in. You know what I mean? Like, why do they portray him like that? Like, he's some kind of moron that doesn't understand what's going on around him. Like... Well, somebody's got to play that role. He's like Rain Man. You know, in a sitcom. <laughs> He's like Rain Man. 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, scene 20. Up in the girls' room, Cindy sits on the bed as Marcia does homework at the desk. Cindy gets up, walks over to the bathroom door, and says, I wonder what's taking her so long. Marcia says, she says she has a date with an older man, so she wants to make herself look older. Cindy knocks on the bathroom door and says, I wonder how she'll do that. Next, we hear Jan from inside the bathroom saying, does this make me look any older? She slides the bathroom door open, steps out wearing Peter's mustache on her face, and they all begin to giggle. (laughs) I wonder how they got Jan to grow a mustache. That's kind of weird. (laughs) Um, We said she's looking older and older every day. Have you ever had to apply spirit gum on your face? Spirit gum? It's, It's what they use to put those mustaches on. Oh, 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 uh, no. I, I was in a show that you saw, and I had to switch back and forth to multiple characters. And one of the characters wore a mustache. And what sucks about spirit gum is two things. One, it's like really weak super glue because it really sticks to your face bad. You can't, yep. it doesn't stay gummy. So it's not like you can take the mustache off and put it back on again. You have to reapply right. it every time. But what yep. sucks about it is when you when you take it off, it, it kind of makes your skin raw because it's peeling off you know, the top layer of your skin. Yeah. But then when you got to put it back on, the stuff is alcohol based. So it dries quicker. And so I had a a three, a three week, three week run, four shows per weekend. And by the end of the first weekend, my top lip was, was all red and raw. And then I had to apply spirit gum on it, which is alcohol based, which would burn really, really bad. (laughs) And I had to do that two or three times per show. So it would it would Damn. heal by the end of the week and start feeling better, and then I have to start doing it again. By the end of the weekend, it was actually starting to bleed. So that stuff sucks. You should have you should have put some uh, Carmex on it. Because then it, then the mustache mustache wouldn't stick. No, I'm like at night oh, and yeah. when you're not doing the show. That's, you right. know. That's the girly thing. I'm a man tech. No, you're not because it burns. That's and that true. It burned really bad. And I, love, and I was like, ouch, I ouch, ouchy, ouchy, and I had to make him blow on it. So. <laughs> So that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right. That was a good one. But yeah, if any of you, if, if any of you are really fans of this episode, um, you know, go over and, and listen to uh, the Brady Bros because they they kind of tell their side of this from behind the scenes. So I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I might now, now that I've seen the episode. All right. I have an email to read. Uh, okay. Oh, stop. This is from Elena S. Nice. Mm-hmm. It says, I'm writing to say that I love your show so much. Oh, thank you for the shout out in the all time best episode. The subject was noses. <laughs> I listen to your podcast while I run, which sometimes is hard because I'm laughing so much. <laughs> I love when you edit. I love when you edit in the hip hop songs. So hilarious. Bitches only turn up with their friends. I can't make this shit up, bitch. And then hold on. And this one too. I just had to do that for a second. (laughs) For sure. My parents introduced me and my sister to the Brady Bunch when we were young by buying each of us a box season for Christmas one year. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And the show... That's how you parent. (laughs) And the show has become a running joke in our family ever since. (laughs) I tell my sisters to stop being such a Cindy when they annoy me. Lol. (laughs) I was so happy... to call her sing-along. Come on now. (laughs) I was so happy when I found your podcast because not many people in the world appreciate the Brady Bunch anymore 
but you two have a perfect balance of love, appreciation, and laughing at the show. <laughs> Keep up the A plus content, Elena. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I once had a, a pen pal named Elena from uh, Venezuela. Oh, maybe it's her. Is it her? I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Well, thanks, Elena. That was awesome. I love yeah. to hear that kind of stuff. That's cool. Good. And we're glad we make you look like a crazy person when you're out running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's funny. My favorite is when, um, when I'm listening to a podcast and I start laughing and I'm in the car by myself, like on the way to work. <laughs> so I look like a crazy person. Is it, is it like egotistical that me and tech listen to our own podcast? I don't think so. I'm listening. I'm doing, Do you, well, I'm doing QA control. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, that's what I'm doing too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, really what I'm doing is seeing like if a joke worked or, you know, me yeah. and tech are always trying to improve the show. It, it may not, <laughs> it may not seem like it at times, um, <laughs> but we really are. We're all the time trying to improve things and trying to, you know, did this work? Did that work? That kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. but we do appreciate the, um, the appreciation. So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Good for sure. All right, Elena, you know, we did here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show and we're not racist or sexist. No. And we would personally like to thank our producers from Patreon because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And we give a special shout out every week to Jenny and Jim, Jiminy, Mm -hmm. because they're the ones that took the first chance at us. I mean, all of you are, we super appreciate all of you guys. Um, but Jim and Jenny, you guys are the ones that started it all. And, uh, we really appreciate it. We will be forever in your debt. Kind of like, isn't that like Chewbacca and Han Solo? What? So we're like Chewbacca and they're like Han Solo, right? <laughs> I guess always together in the so I got that shit right. Hell yeah, I'm not even a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Speaking of which, some of you may have heard Tack. What? On a podcast. Oh, uh, <clears throat> that's me. right. Yeah, Recently that came out, about, what was it about? Today. I'm not even trying to play it up because I really don't watch Star Wars and I really don't <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, yeah, it came out today. It's on the uh, Retro Network. You can go check out the RetroNetwork.com. And I did a uh, roundtable discussing the book of Boba Fett and also a little bit about nice. Mandalorian as well. So, it's uh, me and a few other guys from a few other shows from uh, um, the Retro Network. So, go check it out. I'll listen to you guys reading books. That's cute. <laughs> yep. Yep, we read the entire book <laughs> of Boba Fett. You said book of Boba Fett. You didn't say t- the TV show. You said the book. Well, I figured they would know. It's a new show know. on Disney Plus, and you know, I'm not that dumb. <laughs> no, that's cool. I started listening to it, to it today. I haven't finished it yet, but oh, well, that's cool. 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 Hell yeah! Some homework assignments, if you choose to accept them. Mm-hmm. Number one, right off the bat, check out the website. If you haven't done it already, we're not. We don't change it a whole lot. I don't know that we've ever changed it. To be quite honest with you, but no, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, but if you haven't already checked it, you know, next time you're bored, maybe you're in the DMV, maybe you're in the bathroom, just Mm. saying, some people use their phone in the bathroom, log on to www.everybodypodcast.com and just check things out. Mm -hmm. Or you can do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and CastBox. Tell two friends about the show, or if you don't like the show, you can tell two politicians <laughs> or you can I, send I just made that up off the top of my head <laughs> or you can send an email to the show like Elena did and tell us how you like or really like the show at a very <laughs> podcast at gmail.com 
Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and that's where you're going to get real updates. If you know, we're going to be late and releasing an episode, what have you. Go check out the retronetwork.com. That's mm-hmm. where you can see if you want, if you're like, man, I wish I could hear Tack on one more podcast. You can because he was <laughs> on a podcast in the retro network. So the way you get that, go on to the retronetwork.com or just go on to your podcast where you listen to it and type in the retro network. So yeah, go to check, go check out the retro network. Mm-hmm. Check out our T public store for merch. The link is in the description of this episode. And speaking of which, uh-huh. What's the, do we have a status update for the contest t-shirt? <laughs> the contest t-shirt is now complete and available right now on T public. Go check it out. Box it like a boss. Boom. T-shirt. It was the contest winner and she's going to be sent a free t-shirt. Oh, that's perfect. Good. So, yeah. So go check it out now and it's available right now. Perfect. Good. <clears throat> Send in the audio clips. Now, some yeah. of you may be sitting here. Some of you newer listeners may be going, audio clips? What, wait a minute. I didn't know we were supposed to send an audio clip. Maybe I should find another podcast. No, just hold your horses. Hold on. We're going to explain. <laughs> <clears throat> let's say you're you're listening to this episode, right? Let's say, okay, let's go ahead and talk specifically to Elena. So, Elena, let's say you're talking to, or you're talking to, let's say you're listening to the podcast and you think of a, an amusing anecdote or something with your, your siblings or your family. Um, you Watching know, you one of the box sit- sets. Yeah, talking <laughs> about the box sets. Or if we talk about the next episode, which Tax going to talk about in a minute, <clears throat> you may think, holy shit, oh my God, there's a really funny scene. And I wonder if they're going to, I hope they notice this. Okay, so what you can do, if you don't want to type an email, Elena, we know you like typing emails, but if you don't <laughs> want to type an email, what you can do is take out your phone, put it in selfie mode, take a video of yourself saying, guys, in the second scene where Carol's in the living room, pretending like she's making a salad or whatever. Just send in a video. We'll extract the audio clip. We'll play it in the appropriate scene and then respond to it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're on the show, but you're not on the show. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's pl- by all that to say, you know, don't forget about sending in your audio clips because mm-hmm. it's super fun and all the cool kids are doing it. Mm-hmm. We got an episode coming up with some audio clips ready to go. Nice. Perfect. Good. Mm-hmm. And last and most certainly not least, Go watch the Brady Bunch. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. And right now, Tech is going to tell you how you can get started. Take it away, Tech. Sure. So the next one to watch on the next episode is season five, episode six, entitled Getting Greg's Goat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Greg steals the mascot from his rival high school the night before the big game. And Mike tries to help him return it before he gets into big trouble. Oh, dang. So, recently, before we head out of here, right? I'm not going to mention any names, but it's a listener that we basically do a shout out to every episode, and it's not Jim, so I'm just saying who it's not. But okay. she asked us, what the fuck is Jimmy saying at the end of the episode? What is he saying? Keep smoking? What is he? He wants us to smoke? What is Jimmy saying? And so I had to, I know we've talked about, it, I think only one time on the app on the show yeah, have, yeah. and it was a while back. So let's update everybody. Is Jimmy saying, keep smoking? What does he want us it, to do? 
It's okay, Elena, because I I know it's it's got to be Elena because she's the only one that we <laughs> shout out today. I wouldn't know what that meant. Well, I'm going to save you some trouble. It's not Elena because <laughs> Elena's a good listener. But no, yeah. no, we said it one time at the very tail end. I think it was the very tail end of the episode. Um, and not everybody listens all the way to the end, and that's perfectly fine because we say the same shit at the end of every episode. So I totally, <laughs> totally get it. But what happened was. I used to live, me, well, my senior year of high school, I moved to Illinois. Tack moved to Illinois. Tack ended up going to the Navy. I ended up going to college. Later on, Tack ended up back in Florida, and I moved back into Florida, right? Mm-hmm. Me and Tack reunite with a girl from high school named Ariel, mm-hmm. right? Ariel sees me. She's like, oh, my God, there is something I've been dying to ask you for the longest <laughs> time. Okay. She's like, you got to tell me what you wrote in my yearbook. I'm like, okay. So I'm thinking, what did I write in her yearbook? She opens it up and clear as day, it says Keet, K-E-E-T, Smoten, S-M-O-T-I-N. <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm thinking, is that like an inside joke from the time? Like, I was like, I don't think it was an inside joke. So she's like, I've been waiting like, 10 years for you to tell me what this means. I'm like, Ariel, I have no idea what that means. I have no clue what Keith Smoke and means. And I had no clue either. I was like, <clears throat> and me and Tech both no. agreed. Like I was not, me and Tech were never the kind of person. I, well, Tech probably was. I definitely wasn't the kind of person that would have said, keep smiling. I wouldn't have wrote that shit in no, somebody's yearbook. No, no, that's, that's weird. So I really don't know what it meant. I To this day, I have no clue. So there, what, there was an episode, because if you go back long enough, we didn't say all that. We did, or I didn't say it, <clears throat> but if you go back long enough, um, we, we, I tell that story on the air and I can't remember what episode it was or why mm-hmm. we try why I explained it. It's probably it early on with, in like season two, probably. Well, it had something to do with a yearbook or something. <clears throat> and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and so once we had that episode, I made a joke. I was like, that's how we should finish off the episode saying Keith Smoten. Cause you know, um, so that's why I say it last after telling that story. But that's, that's, um, that's what it means, um, a random <laughs> listener that didn't know what it, what it meant. <laughs> but no, now everybody knows because we have a lot of new listeners now, and that's what Keith yeah. Smoten means. So that's just kind of like a, you know, have a nice summer, see you next year, kind of yeah. keep in touch <clears throat> kind of thing. Yeah, take care Keith. kind of a thing. <clears throat> Anyways, that's that's what that means. It's just kind of like a, like Jimmy and Tech slang. We have a lot of slang that's really kind of weird <laughs> between <laughs> Tech and I, like short story real quick. We're at the end. If you guys don't want to listen to this, it's the end of the podcast. You can shut this off. You're not going to offend me. (laughs) But anyways, I had a dream one night. Attack comes up to me in this dream and he goes, have you ever heard of the Santa Ana slapper? I'm like, Santa Ana slapper? He's like, yeah. I'm like, no, I've, I've never heard of that before. He's like, what? Everybody's doing this. You haven't heard of it. I'm like, no. He's like, that's where you get somebody and I'm going to get kind of graphic here, and I'm going to apologize now if you don't want to hear anything graphic. <laughs> By all means, shut this off. That's where you get somebody to to lick your rear end, right? And while they're licking said rear end, you flatulate, you, you pass gas. Now, this is a man. Yeah. You have to be specific. No, the yeah, man specifically, the, a man has somebody licking the rear end. They fart. And then turn around quick enough so that you slap them across the face. With their with, penis. With your genitals, yeah. 
and Tech explains to me the dream. I'm like, yeah, I've never heard of that before. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, I can't believe you've never heard of that. So I wake up and I'm thinking, okay, and in the dream, he's explained to me, he goes, Santa Ana, like Santa Ana wins, you know, like, like fart, Santa Ana wins and then slapper because, you know, slap. I'm like, oh, oh, I totally get the, the name, but no, I've never heard of that before. So I wake up and I call Tack or text him or Marco Polo or whatever. And I'm like, man, I had a dream last night where you were telling me about that Santa Ana slapper. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, you have to know what I'm talking about. Where else would I have heard that from? And he's like, I don't know. He said, that's really clever, but I've never heard of it. <laughs> okay. So I start doing research online and I can't find anything on it online. <laughs> this Apparently this is not a thing. I'm like, there's no way in hell I came up with this shit in my dream. There's no way. Well, there so didn't used and, to be anything online. Well, yeah. So what me and Tech did, <clears throat> we went ahead and copy written it, so to speak. So if you go on Facebook <laughs> and look, look for a group, you'll find one called the Santa Ana Slapper. It might just be a and like page. I don't remember. but It might just be a like page, something like that. But it's, yeah, you'll find it. You'll know when you see it because you'll see a picture of a lady holding her cheek and there's like a, like a red bruise on her cheek. <laughs> right. um, and no, she's holding her nose and then she has a red bruise on her cheek. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I just had to tell that story because, yeah. Yeah, we still get likes on that page every once in a while. We do every that once in a while. years and years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and we even had a saying for a while, like SAS, Santana Slap, like hmm. give her some love, give her some sass. <laughs> that? I don't remember that, but that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how long ago this was. God. And I, I got to the point where I was welcoming people and, hey, let's welcome so-and-so. You know, show us pictures of your Santana Slapper. And everybody just ignored me like I went talking to them. So, yeah. so anyways, feel free to go on there and, and uh, tell your stories of, of love and affection using the Santana Slapper. <laughs> yeah that's it is that it all right well in that case if you don't have anything else uh, i have been jimmy and i've been tack and this has been a very pretty podcast and we will see you on another sunshine day keep smoking this has been a presentation of the retro network